be obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every Hey guys, so uh, real quick, uh, if you want to get some horse soup merch, you know, you can go to this shop. It's called Tea Public, and if you want to find the link, you can go to my Instagram, or you can search L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash horse soup, and there's like a shit ton of merch on there. It's this really cool thing where um, you guys can buy merch from me, and I have to do nothing. Like, I do nothing at all. You yes. guys just go on, and you buy the merch, and under other people handle it for me. And then I get a cut of it. And that's really cool because I fucking hate doing shit. It's a bunch of really, really cheap labor, probably in Asia, <laughs> who who print probably it illegal. and ship it. So real quick, guys, uh, let me go ahead and uh, before we get into this uh, this uh, movie, let me introduce my ho-coast uh, ghost to ghost. For real quick, I got Kim. Kim in the building. Kim. Hello. Hello. Thank you for the intro. Kim, go ahead and introduce your guest. <laughs> um, my guest is uh, my fellow Midwest buddy, um, former... Um, R. Kelly co- collaborator? Um, R. Kelly collaborator. Um, here we have a Haddonfield legend. <laughs> That's me. James Hudson, everybody. James Hudson. <laughs> That's me. I Woo! wish I wish I had enough money to be an R. Kelly collaborator. I wish I had that. Uh, do you really though? Because you might be in jail at this Don't point. We all? <laughs> hey, the paycheck's worth it. Uh, I think that guy's hey. that guy's very broke. Money he can't even money. get out of jail, dude. He can't. Yeah, he's so broke. Could you ima- could you imagine being R. Kelly and making that song that was like, "Do you want to come to America?" or whatever it was, and then like just having no money, like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yeah, he has to like pay people off, like hit people off just to get him somewhat bailed out, but he ain't getting out. Yeah, it's Big a oof. it's a really weird conundrum there, you know? He spent all of his money just trying to hide his crimes and then now he can't get out of these crimes. That's karma. Karma at its finest. It's a good mid good old Midwest karma. So that's the American dream right there. <laughs> and uh guys real quick uh i'm gonna say Allah in this and all right guys uh all right guys i would like to thank caitlin mccartney what do, what do you guys think caitlin mccartney came from she's a patreon donor but what do you think that she that she comes from mccartney i mean she's obviously paul mccartney's great granddaughter no, she's a right? dental hygienist mm-hmm. in minnesota Oh. oh, that is friends with Paul McCartney's granddaughter. That makes a lot more sense. I, I would expect that from someone who drinks High Life. Yes. <laughs> well, I would like to introduce James, James the man life. who says <laughs> yes. High Life is the best. It's the best macro brew. I'm sorry. It just is. It is. You're an idiot. So thank you so much to. You know what I'm going to say? Take it to the polls. <laughs> 
<laughs> guys, pe- people don't vote. What are you talking about? So thanks That's so obvious. much to Caitlin for donating to the Pick a Movie tier on patreon.com slash horsesoup and picking a, a five-hour movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Literally an odyssey. Eight hours. Eight hours. This movie felt like eight hours. I yeah. have never Caleb, sat down. Caleb had to watch it in multiple parts. I, I fell asleep in my chair. This in movie my was longer than my work day today. Yeah, I almost started crying Wait, at one point. James. Because I wanted to get out. It was longer than my work day today, too, because I went home early. I got paid for the full day, but I went home early. This movie was longer than my work day, and my work day felt so fucking long because we did so much in that little time. Everybody in Indiana... And oh, you didn't God. even get paid. Everybody for in Indiana is panicking because it looks like Biden might win the election. So the housing market has slowed way down. And so my job was super fucking easy today. And this movie was way more intense, longer, and stressful than my fucking work day. If only we would have known what we were getting ourselves into. When we watch this. Lars von Trier. I needed a canteen to get through this. This guy. And other survival gear. This guy is something else. Um, I mean, like, every so far, every single time I've watched one of his movies, it has not failed to leave me so fucking confused and just questioning my life and everything that I've done up to this point. Yep. This is only my second one, but I don't know. I had... I've only seen Melancholia, which was fine, but this was much different. Kim, this is my second one, <laughs> much, too. Much, much different. This is also my second one. The only other one I watched was the clit-cutting movie. Oh, yeah, this is my first. This is my Lars Cherry. Okay, this so is which my Lars one was Cherry. worse? This is your first? Oh, my Good gosh. Good God. Top James Cherry. Wait, so Caleb, then, I, up front, I'm assuming this was harder to get through than Antichrist, though. It was a lot harder to get through because it was longer. I feel like I think Antichrist was about like um like two hours, if I remember right. Is it like two hours? I, yeah, yeah, I think so. But dude, like literally that different. Well, to put it in, into perspective, I fell asleep at the two hour mark on this, so it's like that is like my absolute max. Yeah, we were James waiting. and I know. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You know what, guys? By the phone. You know what? Let's go. <laughs> fine, fine. We'll, we'll we'll address this. We'll address this. Um, J- I'm I'm blaming James because I've told you know me and James have been doing a podcast together for a while. I'll suck your blood. We do a vampire podcast every week, and um, there was one time where I did um manage to fall asleep and then uh, not show up for the recording for like an hour. And you know what? I told him I was like, <laughs> hey, you know what kind of person I am. Maybe you should have called me, but you know what? I'll take this. It's, I fell asleep. But now it happened a second time, and also I, I, I was in a group chat, so he knows that not only was I not responding to him, but I was not responding to a second person in the chat. So he probably should have assumed, hey, Caleb's watching a two-and-a-half-hour movie that I could barely get through. Maybe he fell asleep, but he didn't assume that, and then I woke up, and I was like, hey, I still have to finish this movie because I was out. You know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, chicken soup with rice. It won't happen again. All right. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. It won't happen I'm gonna again. I'm going to be fucking calling you if you don't text me <laughs> um, after like two minutes, no matter what the context. <laughs> two, Yeah, two minutes. <laughs> James, if you scroll far enough 
into your text, you will literally see a text of me telling you, if I don't answer within two to three minutes, call me. You will see that because I know that I typed that out and sent it to you. Cool. I know who I am. That's the thing. I just gave you the benefit of the you doubt, and I probably shouldn't James. have, and I'm sorry. Kim, I'm sorry. Caleb, I'm sorry. Yeah. Listeners, I'm sorry. It's We're going to move past it's, it's it. It's okay. It's all right. The, the, James, it's no, okay. we're not going to move past it, because the first thing I told you when that happened the oh. first time <laughs> was, don't give me the benefit of the doubt. I am not a consistent Actually, person. Actually, I think you specifically did say the phrase, don't give me the benefit of the doubt. That is, no, I think you're that's right. why I'm I do saying think it. You're that right. is word for word what I said. In all caps. <laughs> so, guys, uh, formally... I w- Name of the text thread. <laughs> so, formally, um, Lars Von Trier's house that Jack built is what we are discussing today. What was it? 2018? 2017? 20, 2018. Okay. I remember seeing the cover for this when it first came out. And I don't know if I looked at the timestamp for it, but it just seemed like something that would be long that I wouldn't be able to handle. And it turned out to be something long that I wouldn't be able to handle. It did. You know, when I saw the title for this movie, I got excited because as a kid, my favorite book was called The Book That Jack Wrote. Has anyone read this book? I've never heard of that. That doesn't sound real. It's an incredible book. It's a poetry book and it rhymes. It's a repetition book. This is the book that Jack wrote. This is the rat that fell in the picture that lay in the book that Jack wrote. Interesting. This is the cat that ate the rat that fell in the picture that lay in the book that Jack wrote. This is the dog that chased the cat that ate the rat that fell in the picture that lay in the book that Jack wrote. It's like it's like the old lady that f- swallowed the fly. <laughs> Do you have more? A thousand percent. Okay. Do you guys want me to read the whole yeah, book? Yeah, keep, wait, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> let, me, let me go... Let me go get no, the copy. No, I don't off remember. the top of your head. There was like, <laughs> Is that it? it was a lot of pages. There was something about a cow jumping over the moon. I remember that. This was the devil that escorted Jack to the hell Jack. in the book that Jack wrote. <laughs> yeah, um, we should we should have tried to do this for the movie. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much to Caitlin for donating to Patreon.com/slash/horrorsoup and spawning this um, what nine hour conversation we've had so far. Sounds about right. Yeah, about right. I think we've been... About nine hours, minimum. We, we've been on this Zoom call for at least, like, what, three or four hours now? Yeah, and about 4% of it has been about Lars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think I think Horror Soup is going in a different direction. Okay, so let's talk about the movie, like, we, like I never do on this show. Uh, this was written by, obviously, Lars von Trier, directed by Lars von Trier. The budget was $9.9 million. The box office was five point six. I think there's... I don't know if Lars von Trier makes money off of his movies. I think he just makes them. No. No, he doesn't. No, there's no way. There's no way. What? Yeah, Lars von Trier, 2.35 hour timestamp. That's no money in the box. You know what I do want to know, and I'm going to actually look up real quick. I want to know what his net worth is. That's a good good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I can honestly say, if I were to have gone to a theater to watch this, I definitely would have walked out. It's just too fucking long. I, well, no, no, James. I don't think you would have made it out. Like, I think you would. You know that little like exit door in the corner that no one really knows what it leads to. It's like red light. Oh yeah. I feel like you just gone down there and just never come back. Yep. Yep. 
what what is he worth, Caleb? Your face, your jaws to the floor. It baffles me because I assume. Can I guess? Hold I ass- on, hold on. Go Can ahead I guess? and guess. Twenty million. You are so wrong. Like higher. You are so incredibly wrong. Oh my God! What is he worth? His net twenty dollars. His net worth <laughs> is two hundred seventy-five million. No. What did he make money from? He hasn't done anything Why? else right now. No, he's done like four. Besides like movies. I mean, he's done like 45 movies, and I think he's written and directed like all of them. Like pretty much all of them. 45? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has like- I he has like he's made that many movies, but how- He had like roughly like 41, 45 writing direct, uh, directing credits. That's probably where he got his money, the credits. Because there's no way his movies grossed. No, that you know no. after net well, I, he didn't make. When, it I, when I say when I say he has writing credits and directing credits, I mean those are pretty much all movies that he wrote and directed. Like there, it looked like there was only a few movies that he directed and didn't write. Oh, it's not for other movies. Yeah, that's all like his shit. Holy and I think God. he probably. I mean, he does have a lot of shit. And I will say, like the even though this movie is insanely long and insane, it is the dude is an artist. Like honestly, he is. He yeah. has an eye for directing for sure. Like he knows what he's doing. Wait, that can't be right. I just don't believe he's worth $275 million. That has to be wrong. Well, the thing is, I mean, that has to... How, his movies cannot have grossed that much. Uh, I'm sure there's something. What What's his biggest movie? Let's see. How? How? That's what I'm saying. That's no. not possible. His biggest movie had to have been Melancholy, and that movie was an independent movie. I think it was IFC released. That it. can't be right. Because in my mind, I was thinking that... Yeah. That... That's not right. That Lars is basically the Zack Snyder of independent horror cinema. Right. And Zack Snyder. Jordan Peele's not even worth that I was going to say, Zack Snyder's only worth like $40 million. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think even like 40 would be ambitious. Dude, I don't know. I'm looking at this shit, and the first thing that pops up when I look up Lars von Trier net worth <laughs> is $275 million. I know we're holding we're holding Caleb accountable for this, but I know it's not your your number. But I just can't believe Le- that. that is what comes up. It says his estimated net worth is two hundred seventy five million. That sounds insane to me. That seems insane. That is that that so has to be wrong. Much money. <laughs> I just can't allow okay. myself to believe. Well, let's it. think about it. maybe it's like over his long career because net worth isn't net worth isn't how much money you have in the bank. It's like you know like your assets and like everything else. Like maybe over his like long yeah. career, he's bought like some really nice houses or like invested in shit or something maybe it's not all from his movies well well that's what i was saying that's where i was kind of going with writing credits originally like maybe he's done other ventures where he's made money like just side ventures yeah. that you can profit a lot that are lucrative that wouldn't be as mainstream as like directing but that's still a lot of fucking money that is an insane amount of money he's worth more than eminem i'm just gonna note that i'm sorry <laughs> like that doesn't um, he's well he's well, easily worth more than he's most the people. founder <laughs> He's the founder of an international film production company called Zentropa Films. Oh, so that, well, that's it. And it's been going that's since it. the 90s, so that might be part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's okay. it. That makes a lot of sense. That There we go. Because his movies have not. I'm actually shocked the budget was only nine. What'd you say? A little over nine million just for this? Because Matt Dillon's like A-list. It was just Uma about Thurman, ten million. I mean, she was only in it briefly, but huh. I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. Yeah. I mean, but wow. but Matt Dillon, he's he's a pretty high profile, especially in genre work. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, high. I mean, Matt Dillon, even though Uma Thurman was only in it briefly. I mean, Uma Thurman, Matt Dillon. But then I guess like, yeah. if you think about the rest of the film, like, there's a little bit of CGI, I guess, but not a ton. But like, they had one car, one song. But that's also true. there, 
there are a lot of like very artsy shots and i don't know maybe he's just like so like good at his shit anymore or like now that like you know oh, he doesn't need I to think, like work on I it that much a but bitchin' cinematographer oh he's, he's amazing bitch oh, yeah. cinematographer yeah. Mm-hmm. like almost mm-hmm. almost uncomparable like some of the shots in this movie are fucking ridiculous yeah and it's not but yeah. i wouldn't even say it's some of the shots i would say like nearly every single shot like that they do is just like holy shit you're you're doing that like that that you can make that right. look like that yeah yeah is yeah no i mean visually yeah he knocked it out of the park yeah really talented dude but just very confusing movie i I, I'm already calling. There is going to be no solid answer to the end of this movie, or at least I think. I don't know. Maybe we will, mm-hmm. but no. Well, he's Danish, right? I yeah, feel like he I is. feel like he just has a different kind of sensibility that maybe Americans just don't quite yeah. know where his fucking brain is. Like, well, in an article I was reading, they said just that. Like, he has the t- like standard Danish like aesthetic. Okay. When it comes to directing, and I I know nothing about Danish. Yeah culture <laughs> humor satire directorial experience sure. nothing so what about the whole but i'm not surprised did anyone read anything about those sexual like allegations against uh him from bjork no, no. did you James? no i read that uh apparently he kind of has a history of almost or maybe it wasn't sexual sort of a... maybe Maybe it was just being a dick. Yeah, let me, me double-check that. I've read that he's he's kind of a modern Hitchcock in that he has been mm. very problematic, particularly toward the women in his movies um, and the actresses. Like David O. Russell? Yeah. And, uh, or, or even like uh, Kubrick. And, you know, yeah. and, and it seems like he has a history of that, um, which obviously... It does say sexual is, harassment. Is, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's... Yeesh. That crosses it in even another line, though. It's one thing to be an asshole, which yeah. is bad, but when you cross that sexual right. harassment line, it's like fuck you, man. Like I just don't even. It's I don't even, even worse. Give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. it doesn't look like that's crazy. I did not read that. Yeah, it doesn't look like. Well, from what I see, it doesn't look like there's a definitive answer. But obviously, I'm just like lightly scrolling through shit right now since we're talking about other stuff. Sure. But um, yeah, it doesn't look like there's a definitive answer, but it does say that there's like sexual allegations um from Bjork toward him. That's rough. That is rough. You know, so we are obviously going to talk about this movie, but James, what was that theory that you were, because right when I was like finishing this, you guys kind of finished it with me and you told me some theory (laughs) about like him and the girls that he, um, like, or the people, I guess, that he's worked with over the years. And this might be like a representation of that. Dum, 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 Oh, so clean. Dum, 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 dum. Thanks to Manscaped.com. Dum 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 dum. They are trimmed so well. Dum 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 dum. Dum dum. Now my balls are clean. Dum 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 dum. Dum And I'm feeling so good. Dum dum dum. I use the lawnmower 3.0. Dum dum. Now my balls, they are so smooth and Kim shaved them for me. Yeah. The perfect package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer brief to keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. Dum 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 dum
dum, balls, dum, balls, dum, balls. Dum, For dum, on the go freshness. Dum, 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 You'll dum, love dum, the dum, cup dum, reviver. Ball toter spray, I meant to say crop. But I said cop revival, ball toter spray. Dum, 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 dum. Balls, 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 balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HORRORSOUP at manscaped.com. That's right, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code HORRORSOUP. Put your balls in Kim's ass. In Kim's ass. Balls in my ass. That's code horror soup. Put your balls in Kim's ass. At manscaped.com. That's right. If you want to put your balls in Kim's ass, go ahead and put your balls in Kim's ass at manscaped.com with code H O R R O R S O U P for 20% off and free shipping right in Kim's ass. 20%. Let's freak this bitch out. Yeah, so this movie, for those that may not know, is is about a character who is a serial killer, and it's actually brought up at one point in the film that all of the stories he's telling and sharing about killing people are all about women specifically, and as the narrator would yes. call them, stupid women even. And yeah. um, and also simple. They like gave theory. us that uh, little thing simple. about simple yes. right after. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, there's kind of this theory. This was in a, a article from the New York Times that um, this movie might be uh, Lars himself, like is the serial killer, and all of the people that he's harmed, and all of these women specifically that he's telling these stories about are the 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 female actresses in all the movies that he's made that he has mistreated or, you know, treated poorly in, in various ways. Um, and this is sort of his, uh, him kind of admitting to some of that and maybe thinking that he's getting some kind of comeuppance or like, uh, retaliation. Yeah. Repentance because of this film. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, because, because, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if anyone's listened to the Horror Soup episode about Antichrist, you clearly know... Very heavy on the women topic. Yes, and then mm-hmm. also just that he's like... He can't just make a fucking movie. Like, it has to be this, like, super deep, introspective, psychological thing versus, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, we we brought up Jordan Peele earlier. Like, I feel like he makes a movie and he might be talking about so, socio, social issues or even just, like, you know, just, like, what the fucking world is like. But when Lars makes a movie, it's like, this is what's happening in my fucking brain and I'm yeah. kind of fucking crazy. Like, and he's yeah. unapologetic well, about that. All of his movies... It, that's a really good word, unapologetic. Aren't all of his films... Someone correct me if I'm wrong... Are all of his films like different phases about his depression, essentially? That's what I assume because I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, I remember reading something specifically about Antichrist that said something to that merit. Like it was like a certain time in his life. I think it was like uh, I remember reading about Antichrist that he wasn't going to make movies anymore. I believe, but he was like he was going, but he wrote mm-hmm. Antichrist during like a really fucked up time in his life, and then eventually he was like, "All right, I'm just going to make this into the fucking movie because 
went through some really fucked up shit or something. Like, it's it's all in his head. I don't know exactly what the basis is for everything, because realistically, I don't even understand his fucking movies at all. But <laughs> I don't want to try to get into his head. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Leah, let's not try to do that. <laughs> I, I. That's our one goal today. Yeah, dude. I mean, I totally get that. I totally get that. I was worried about like people thinking I was like a crazy serial killer after we did that Bandersnatch episode, and I was just talking about like intrusive thoughts. And then after <laughs> watching this, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm doing perfectly fine. Like yeah, I have no right. issues. I have, doing, doing I have just zero yep. issues. You are a perfectly healthy, a emotionally stable human being. <laughs> And you know that the, after watching this, this shit. This should be the gauge. And I only show my butthole occasionally. This should be the gauge. <laughs> only like once a day. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. You know those those like psych tests though that like they ask you the same question in yeah. different ways to gauge like how essentially how crazy you are? Those are bullshit. They should just have you watch Lars von Trier's movie and if you were affected by them emotionally. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> oh wait wait if not you're fine <laughs> wait 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 did you say if you weren't affected emotionally yeah like if if you just basically were like i'm doing fine i guess i have it flipped my verbiage oh if you weren't affected emotionally then you're crazy <laughs> I, I, like if you watched it and you were just like oh totally normal movie <laughs> no okay i take back everything what I, that i said then I, maybe i am crazy because i didn't think it was like I, I thought it was weird but i didn't think it was that bad i was like eh, well you know, I will say it wasn't like it. It wasn't like as that it was fucked up. It was just exhausting. Yes. Oh, well, like it was fucked well, up, but it was well, like if you're talking exhausting. If you're talking about me falling asleep, then of course I fell asleep. But like, if you're talking about like you know, in the oh, you're if you if you're not affected by this emotionally, because honestly, like there, I okay, let me put it into a perspective of what I'm trying to say. There were a lot of fucked up things that happened in this movie, but emotionally. It did not affect me. Like, okay, let me go ahead and just go, like, right into... There's child yeah, death no. and shit in this. I didn't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah! I, I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit. That, that was, like... I was just... Conf- we'll get into it, but I was just... Yeah. Well, we could talk... We'll, well this is gonna it. be... This is gonna be a free-form conversation. Yeah, I think the, the most shocking thing for me is that there is very specific child death scenes... And especially as someone who is a father of a child almost the age of these these same kids... I didn't give a fuck. I don't know if it was the way that the story was told. Well, because it, it was so misplaced. It was so yeah. misplaced. It was like all of a sudden he's in a field killing kids. Okay. I don't personally like you know this what? movie. I'm just going to say <laughs> I it. do. I have a theory <laughs> so... about that because, you know, we said a second ago he's like only killing women and stuff. And it was kind of like a message toward women. I kind of feel like the reason that the kids were thrown in because he even mentions like the narrator. Uh, what was his name? Like Ragul or something. I don't know what his fucking name was. Vague or Verge. something. Verge. Yeah, there you go. Verge. Short for Virgil. <laughs> so Virgil. Ragul. Virgil. That's Batman. Whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. whatever. Ragul. Um, Yep, Rajagul. Um, so whatever. Um, Rajagul was there, and um, so I think, you know, when he, you remember how he was mentioning, you know, you're not talking about men at all. You're not telling stories about men. It's just these women stories. And then he defended himself with like, "Oh, I've killed men. I've killed men too." Like, one hundred percent. And then wasn't that also a defenseless? Wasn't men. that when it kind of turned into the story of the kids? I think you're right. I think I think you're right. Yeah, okay. I think so. This is my theory. Um, since he was talking about how much he hates women and whatnot, women are—I mean, like, th- they're 
child givers. They give us like life, you know, like that. Yeah. That's we can't have children in life without women. I feel like this whole scene was setting that up like, okay, yeah, it's confirming I do fucking hate women. I hate them, and that's why not only am I killing a woman right now, I am killing the things that she cares about most, the things that she gave life to. Yeah. That's how I took it, at least. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just, yeah. Because and it would also make sense if he is trying to send that message where like he's had those allegations because obviously there's 2018 it looked like those Bjork allegations were somewhat 2016 ish I think or something I think the article said like 2016 2017 ish so it was before this so if we know that if if he was sexually harassing you know Bjork I mean I don't know the story at all I obviously didn't read it but um, if he was and then maybe with other people too because obviously like there are underlying like woman issue themes in these movies then what if this is him saying, like, yeah. this is him admitting, like, yeah, I fucking hate women. Like, I just, I hate them. Right. I could be off base, but I don't know. That's kind of I what I'm getting out of this. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you are. Like, from what we've read, from what James was saying, the article he read, like, that is the only consistent theory I've heard. Obviously, we read a lot about there's nods to Dante's Inferno, which there's very yes. obvious nods, but... I don't think that was the purpose of the movie oh. for him to remake that Odyssey. It, uh, I think it was more so obvious or like slapping us in the fucking face with hell, hell yeah. burning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, fire. you get you get you get fucking. Yeah, yeah, you get fucking slapped at right in point, the mouth. Yeah, Dante's at one point, Verge even says like he says something along the lines of like, "Oh, Dante said there were seven circles or whatever, but who knows how many there really yeah. are." Wait, but isn't Virgil the guy in Dante's Inferno? That's a good question. I don't actually know. I'm almost... I don't know the story. I don't think I read it, but now I'm starting to think that we did have to read this in middle school. Um, Well, to be fair, I didn't read anything in any school because I said, fuck you, I'm not doing that, so... And then failed. Yeah. Hey, some of those books yeah, were Virginal good. Virgil was out. a poet... I read To Gill a Mockingbird. ...from in, yeah. in Rome, and he plays an important part in Dante Alighieri's Inferno. He is Dante's... He's Dante's guide through the nine circles of hell, which is oh. exactly, so exactly, well, what exactly what he's doing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so for everyone listening, yeah, there's this guy named the old, there's an old guy named Verge that he's like in his ear talking him through like and guiding him through like his different quote unquote incidents, his murders throughout the film. Well, and we also don't know who the fuck Caleb, he is. Yeah. We don't know who the <laughs> fuck he is until the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, He's don't. just talking the whole time. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Who is this guy? What is he talking about? And is this I relevant to me? He was like a priest. And he has priest. like a heavy Italian I thought he was going to be a priest. And like yeah. this guy came to like confess all the shit that he'd done. That's what I thought. That's where I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I took it as he was some part of his psyche for sure, but I just didn't know. Obviously, as the film plays out towards the end, you're like, oh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Where should we even? That's my take. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. The incident's probably right, because the beginning of the movie starts with like mm-hmm. incident one, right? Like it starts pretty quickly. Yeah, and there's what? there's Across the screen, which like chapter one, there's 10, 10 incidents. Wait, what? Because an incident's an incident's what they consider murder. And at the beginning of the movie, I, I think like one of the opening lines is he's like, "Yeah, I murdered ten people." The first incident was, and then it's like incident one, and it's like him helping him with her. Is it ten or but five? But they don't they don't show all of that, right? They don't show all of the incidents. Well, maybe I'm off. 
Yeah, I don't think they show all the incidents. I think they only get to like four or five. Well, I guess they. But that's why I said I when we were. T- <laughs> so I was saying okay. when we were texting, so can, I was can, like, wait. "I'm an hour and a half in, and I'm only on incident." <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and talk to the fans for a second. So we're on a Zoom call with kind of a delay, Zoom so call. there's gonna be a little bit of talking over or whatnot. Um, here, Kim, uh, if, if I do a little stutter step, just just keep talking your thing. We'll try to do like a little. We'll do like stops in between where we kind of let people talk, and we'll because I'm sure okay. this this episode is gonna go kind of us ranting about things and going on. So let's do a little like one second thing in between, and then I'll I'll just I'll figure it out later. Okay, that was actually a dramatic pause, Caleb. I did that on purpose. Oh, <laughs> I'm following now. I'm following. Yeah, yeah, it was intentional. It was intentional. But yeah, there's there's only a few incidents that they show. But I remember being like an hour and a half in and they were only at incident three. And I was like, dude, if there's 10 of these, this movie's going to be f- way longer than two and a half hours. I don't <laughs> like it was it was a long time. I don't remember seeing um, anything past. three. Was there a fourth incident? I think it only went to three or four, right? I think there was a fourth. OK, I think there was a fourth. I don't remember five, but I also did like blackout for 30 minutes, I swear. Like, in the last, like, 40 minutes, I was like, this, yeah, it's getting dicey. So, I, I know there were four, um, and there was a big gap between, like, two of them. I think between, like, one or two, or not one and two. I think between three and four, there was a really big gap. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't think there was anything past that. Yeah, 100%. I think there was, I think I remember, like, three incidents and then, like, an epilogue, which probably was an incident, too, I guess, or I don't yeah, something like that, right? yeah. The catabasis thing? Yeah, whatever the fuck that was. I don't even know that's, how to pronounce that. Yeah. That's that's like his dive into well, we'll get there, but that's his, his dive descent. into hell. <laughs> There's just a lot. Okay, but we should start with incident one, right? It's only fair. Well, incident one is Uma Thurman, so it's I the guess best we incident. should start there. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah. Right. It opens with Uma Thurman, so you're like, this is great. Uma Thurman, Matt Dillon, we're off to a really good start. And it's actually really funny. That's what's crazy. Like the first half hour of the movie, I was laughing my ass yeah. off. Um, I I was not. I was incredibly angry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude. Why were you angry? Oh, because Uma Thurman. Dude, you hate Uma Thurman. That's why. James, don't attack me. You hate Uma no, Thurman. No, don't attack. No, shut the fuck up. I, I love. I'm not attacking. No, I'm, I'm just making. Attack you. I'm just I, making no, words. No, it's no, not. No, James, I'm going to attack him. You don't like. Beatrix Kiddo? I'm literally being attacked because I didn't even say that. I love Uma Thurman. <laughs> I hated her in this movie. And it was Okay, never mind. And it, was, okay, and never it wasn't mind, that I mind, hated mind. her, like as an actress. <laughs> she obviously did exactly what she was try what she was supposed to do. I just hated this character so much because I was like, Are you fu-? it was like it was my Oh, the character's a bitch. It was my oh, descent into madness. She's terrible. She's terrible. Do you I mean, do you want to voice it over? <laughs> No, I don't. It was just like line by line. No, it was just this stupid <laughs> shit. Where it was just like, hey, I'm on the side of a road, and that I need a jack to fix my tire. And she, and then this fucking Matt Dillon pulls up, Mr. Jack, and he's like, oh, well, I don't have a jack. She's like, that's odd. I thought everyone had a jack. And then he's just like, yeah, well, I don't. And then she gets in the car because he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take you over here to like get your uh, jack fixed or whatever. Which I don't get why she wouldn't just buy a new jack or whatever. And then she's right. And then she's like, she just starts calling him a serial killer for like ten fucking minutes. Like the first thing she does when she gets in the car is like, oh hey, you're a serial killer. And I'm like, dude, this is how you get killed. Like, what are you what are you doing? Kills. She's yeah. She's like, if you were a serial killer, it would be really easy to kill me. And here's how. And we're like. What are you trying to do here, Uma? 
<laughs> this isn't going to go well for you. <laughs> it was incredibly alarming. But she, yeah. And Matt Dillon just like, fuck, I don't know why I picked this girl up. I don't know why I agreed <laughs> to take her to the mechanic. I don't know why I agreed to take her back. <laughs> well, on, I, I would not have helped Uma Thurman at all. I, I would have been like, no, fuck you. Well, I would have like... Yeah, no, I no. would have to begin with, like, you know, initially when seeing her, but then when she's doing this, like, oh, you're a serial killer, you're this, you're that, oh, take me over here, take me back over here, and then go back over there, I'd be like, no, I'm fucking done with you. I'm so done. Oh, yeah, that's that's the one thing where I'm like, okay, well, why did he even agree? I mean, I know it's for the movie, but yeah, I, I would have been like, no, you're staying here, I'm not going to take you back to your car. I wouldn't even have taken her, to be honest. I wouldn't take anybody, I don't think, to a mechanic I didn't know. Oh, hell no. Um... <laughs> Yeah, woman or not, but yeah, she was. I won't say she was asking for it. No one's ever asking for murder. Um, but she she was she was a piece of work. No, she to say the least. She was asking for murder. <laughs> I wonder though, was is that his at like Matt Damon's character, the 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 serial killer? You is say that Matt Damon his first victim. Yeah, I did. I did say you that. Say, yeah, you just <laughs> said Dylan. Matt Damon. Matt Dillon's. Matt Damon. That's what I said. Matt Dillon's character. That would have been an interesting cast. It would have been. Uh, this would have been a terrible movie. Is this his? Is this his first kill as a serial killer? Wait, you know? they, don't they say something about that? I don't think it was because the oh, the, the dynamic. I don't. I don't think it was. No yeah, was. I don't think it was. No. But like she clearly was fucking Cause, cause, asking for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm almost now I have to fucking go back and watch the intro of this movie because they say subtly Matt Dillon like narrates subtly. He alludes to the fact that this wasn't his first killing and that he was fighting. Like he didn't want to kill Uma in fact. Right. Like you guys obviously know. Like he was fighting it. He's like <sighs> he was like trying to do the right thing and he was getting really annoyed. He kept rolling it. Even like he honestly should have smacked her in the face with the jack like five minutes before oh, he God, did. But yeah. he, like, he held out for a while. And then that's when he really went nuts. Like, that, like, almost sparked, you know, the crazy back in him. Yeah. I'm almost positive they say something or he says something to the to the token of, like, I I have done this before. Yeah. This was the first incident in a while or something like that. I think that really opens up the door, though, of, like, I don't know the chronology of this story whatsoever. I have no idea, right. like what came first. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- or even the time frame, like little things like that. Like we know nothing really about. Well, I think anything. I think that's kind of how they set it up because just the whole dynamic of like you could tell that the second she gets in the car and she starts you know talking about like serial killer and this that blah blah blah. Like there is a tension in the in the in the car, you know, and there's a tension just to the movie where you could tell like okay, this guy's been down this road before, like obviously he's trying to hold something yeah. back. And I and I think that's why they put this character mm-hmm. in where like Uma Thurman is the most annoying fucking person in the world that's like anyone wants to kill. <laughs> it's like relatable. It's like, "Oh yeah, I'd fucking kill this bitch if she was in my car." Like she is being absurd. And so like they're setting that up where he's just like sitting there like, "Oh yeah, anyone would kill her in this situation." But this serial killer is sitting here like in his mind he's like I can't fucking do it. I'm trying not to do this anymore. And then she gets on his fucking yeah. like last nerves and she calls him what is that? She calls him a wussy. She's like, You're a fucking wuss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then he just smacks her with that jack. Like also an old school ass jack. Oh, oh yeah. Didn't even look like a a jumper cable. Well again, like you said, this is definitely an old movie. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, the time frame and I get that was his whole aesthetic. Like you're not supposed to know the actual time frame, but it's also interesting the progression of like 
the tone of the film because the beginning's like kind of lighthearted. Like it's it's actually it like pretty funny. It's pretty satirical. Yeah. Like I was laughing, especially like not at the murder, but like the second kill, like leading up to it, like the dialogue. I was him even at the lady's laughing house. Like, at I was the murder. Like whenever he smacks her in the face with a car jack, <laughs> oh, well, I'm like, fuck yeah, oh, true, she deserved true, true. that shit. Like. <laughs> But even but in the second kill, which we'll get into too. But the second kill, like he tries to help her after he like choked her out. Oh yeah! I was like, what the fuck is going? I was like, is this a horror comedy? Right. Like you don't know the tone of the film until probably what like thirty minutes in, you Oof. start to realize like, okay, we're on a, we're on a steady decline. Maybe here. longer. It might be an hour in before you really yeah. know the tone of the film. Yeah. And and. Yeah. The idea of what maybe they're trying to communicate. Because you're right. Yeah. In the beginning stages, it almost feels like a uh, uh, behind the it's mask. It's a satire. It really yeah, is. It's like behind the yeah. mask with Leslie Vernon. It's like it's like a, a more lighthearted version of American Psycho. And almost even a more likable yes. version. Like Likeable version. A thousand percent. Uh, you're, yeah. Like a real version, just, honestly. You're thrown right into it. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I feel like funny. I feel like I would hang out. I don't even know what the character's name is. Do we ever actually know? It's Jack. 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 His name's Jack. Jack. Of course, it's well, Jack. Jack. fucking idiot. It's name. just Jack. Okay. I'm an idiot. We only get Jack though. There's no last name. Right? You don't need a yeah, fucking last. It's house that Jack, Jack built. Dylan. It's his fucking name. It's Jack. I know twelve Jacks. Okay. I don't know a single Jack. <laughs> That's the difference between the I West Coast and the Midwest. Jack. That's, That's the difference, the difference between, between Chicago and Jack. Indiana. I guess. <laughs> I wish I knew a Jack. I like. I know that tons name. of Jacks. So, I I feel like I I care about Jack and like relate to him more and see him, especially in the first half of the movie, as much more of a tragic character than I ever did mm-hmm. about like Patrick Bateman. Like he's just always an asshole, you know. And it's yeah. that like difference yeah. of like Jack's kind of real and and tortured. Like we see him struggle with OCD, and like that's like a major like mm-hmm. mental health hurdle for him and stuff like that. We don't see that kind of stuff in American Psycho with Patrick Bateman, and he's just a dick. Yeah. And so like he's kind of likable as a serial killer. It almost has an almost like Des- Dexter like quality to the beginning of the movie. A thousand percent. I think I think a part of that too is that there it was intentional that there was no character development so you didn't know how to feel about the character yeah. you had to dive into it solely based upon the dialogue because if you think about Patrick Bateman like you know going into the movie like he's a rich Wall Street guy right. like he's an asshole like you learn a little bit about who he is and his character Matt Dillon we know nothing of like literally the opening scenes like him driving in a big ass red car and he's like pissed off because Uma Thurman's a bitch. <laughs> And then, and then he turns, he's like, his commentary, like his narration is hysterical. Like when he goes to hide her car down the bridge and then he's, he's like, I tried to hide her car after I killed her. And then I noticed it was still visible from the street. He's like, I got, he (laughs) literally says, he's like, I got lucky. It just happened to be right across the state line. So no one could really do shit about it. Like, yeah. And then he just like that's it. That's the end of the scene. No more Uma Thurman. Nothing. Yeah, yeah very. <laughs> it's hilarious. Very convenient for him. Then James, I like what you said about um, like him being like a more likable Patrick Bateman because not only is he more likable, it's also just more relatable in the sense that like Patrick Bateman felt so like obviously it was an imaginary story, 
but it also feels very imaginary at times because it's like it's so over the top. It's kind of like when you do like a comedy show like Parks and Rec, you know, where you have all these characters that are themselves, but they're like yeah. an extremely over exaggerated version of themselves. It's kind of like that in American Psycho. And then not only that, like there's like the scenes where like, you know, he drops a fucking chainsaw from like the very top of like that chainsaw, fucking like yeah. hotel room. Right. And it's like those things are like obviously like I guess they could happen, but it's like it's so absurd that you're just like, I don't know. And then there are absurd things in this movie but at the same time you're like a lot of that is like real fucking shit like very real and very raw yeah, yeah. i even think the way the movie is yeah. shot so many times is like you see these like not like shaky cam in the way that like late 2000s movie got no. shaky cam but shaky cam like the office it's not this movie is shot very much office. like the office yeah yeah. Oh, with that, especially you notice it the most, I think, when he's at the se- so the second incident, the second lady he kills, when he's like pretending to be the insurance agent slash cop, yes. which is hysterical. I was like actually in tears laughing at that point. That is a very, sh- I totally know what you mean because like we're watching it. We're watching Matt Dillon from the point of view as we're behind the door, like the lady. Right. And it's literally as if someone's standing there with a camcorder, just like filming those two, (laughs) like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It is filmed a lot like The Office. So that it starts off really lighthearted because of that. But then the tone totally changes later in the film. And you get a lot less of that. Well, I feel like the tone changes the second the Jack hits Uma Thurman's face. (laughs) It does. It starts because you start. It does because even when he comes in at the end as the insurance agent to the next lady slash cop. You're like this guy's fucking whack. Oh yeah, dude. It's not even like he snapped in one. Like he's actually he's, whack. He's, like, he's, he's just so fucking creepy in that scene. I was. He's so. I was on edge a little bit. I was so confused, like to just to how to like the movie was gonna go at that point because I was like, this dude's gonna get like caught like right now or like he's just gonna like. I was obviously like, I guess he's gonna work his way out of this, but I was like, this is so fucking awkward and so weird. Yeah. I was peeing my pants at his conversation with It her. felt like uh, Fargo. It reminded me of Fargo. Yeah. yeah of like, of like people who are like trying to do this like crazy ass shit, but there's no way that they're actually that depraved or like that comfortable doing the crazy ass shit, but they're still trying to make it right. work anyway. Right. No, when he, uh, well, and the lady just, she's so dumb. Like she falls <laughs> for it. Like, what does he say? He, oh, at Kim, first he, now, so he comes up to her house and he pretends he's a cop. Okay, Lars Kim. <laughs> Lars Von Kim. <laughs> calling the women stupid. Yeah, just calling all these women stupid. <laughs> me me and my misogyny, you know. Jesus Christ. Just gets out of hand. You fucking mansplainer. <laughs> he, um, just write a review about it, guys. <laughs> he, um... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he pulls up and he pretends he's a cop at first, right? Like, he's like, what is, I don't even remember what he says he's there to do. He's just like, oh, I'm a cop and I'm no, here he to, doesn't. Like, talk to you. He does not say what he's there to do. That's the thing. Yeah. He literally. What is he, how does he intro the. He doesn't. 
He literally just says, I'm what a cop. I want to ask you some questions. Like, can I come in and shit? And she's like, uh, no, where's your badge? And he's like, oh, the thing about my badge, I'm getting promoted. Okay, she's yeah. like, what are you getting promoted to? He's like, that's classified. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my badge is at the silversmith. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, let me get my notes because I put that in my notes specifically. Oh, I can't, I can't get my badge. My notes are far away. He goes, I, I she, she's like, why don't you have your badge? He's like, oh, it's, uh, it's at the silversmith. I'm, I'm, uh, got promoted, so I'm getting new rank. Yeah, she's like, what'd you so get promoted like, to? He's like, so it's kind of a good bad. news, bad news situation. Uh, bad news because <laughs> I don't have it. Good news because I'm getting promoted, so you should feel more comfortable around me because I'm getting like, promoted. Yeah, no, bye. Right. Bye, Mr. Promotion. <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, well, what are you getting promoted to? And then he's like, I have to be honest. I'm, I'm not a cop. I'm an insurance agent. <laughs> and I was like, what? You guys, I was like in tears crying at this point because I'm like, what the fuck am but I watching? But to your point and to the point of, of this female character's stupidity, like he openly admits oh, yeah. to lying to you about being a police officer and instead says he's an insurance agent and you still let him in your fucking house. And I have right, and he's like, "We're doing this to see who will fall for it." <laughs> I have two problems with that: the fact that she lets him in on that basis, and the fact that she would even let an insurance agent into her house in the first place. Right. Wait. Hold on. Oh, hold you know on, what? You guys, I skipped over my favorite line. Kim, this is why we know that this is that this is like that this is a much older film, though, like or takes place earlier, because no one would let an insurance agent in their house at this day and age. No. No. That is so true. Who Even in 2018, no I'm not letting way. an insurance agent in my fucking right. house. Yeah. Even in like 2005, that that's still true. sketchy. That's very true. Do you guys, my favorite line of this entire movie is right before she lets him in. Car drives by and it's like a neighbor. Oh, like Gil like or like Gordy or whatever and his she's name like, was. She's like, oh, that's Glenn. She's like, oh, that's Glenn. And he's like, oh, he like waves too. And she's like, you know Glenn? He goes, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And just moves on. He literally just goes, yeah, sure. And just like, oh, yeah, so can I come in now? (laughs) And like all of us in the audience realize that it's bullshit. And somehow she doesn't pick up on it. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you knew Glenn. Sure, come on in. Well, she has... Just look at those curls. You can't expect a big brain out of those curls. I know. Wait, her name in real life is Cinnabon. <laughs> I was gonna, so, I was gonna say the actress. I'm uh, sorry, what <laughs> is? It's like Cinnabon. Fallon Hogan. She's in a. She's in. She's in so much shit. So much shit. She's in a lot of shit. She was just in a really shitty horror movie I watched on Shutter actually like a week ago, but she was hilarious in it. I know. Yeah, she's in Holes. She's the mom in Holes. She's Stanley oh, Elnett's mom. That's right. She is Stanley's mom. That's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. She's been in so much shit. I kind of want to look up how many movies she's been in. I've actually been in... She's actually hilarious. I've been in so much shit she is. today. She's a great comedic actress. I, I, yes, you have. Caleb, how many movies have you been in? No, I'm talking about literal shit. He's been in at least three or four turds, though, you know? You have. You have. You've been through a lot of shit today. No pun intended. I had to go through this fucking movie, and then I fell asleep in my chair, and then I got up to go wake myself up and finish the movie outside. I'm smoking a cigarette, and then I come back inside, 
and then I step in dog shit, and then I go and wipe dog shit off of my fucking feet and wash my feet in the sink, or my foot, actually, and then I'm like, wait, I feel something still on my other foot, and there's dog shit on my other foot, too. Poor guy. How old's how old's Pepper? He's like 13, 14 now. Yeah. So he be shit. My parents have a dachshund about the same age. He be shitting. She be shitting, too. Yeah, yeah, but... Them dachshunds. You know, I just, after, well, after and during dealing with this movie, that's just not what I wanted on my plate. <laughs> yeah. It's been a rough day for you, man. We're here for you. It's, we'll take it easy on you this episode. <laughs> it's just really unfortunate. I genuinely don't remember the third incident. What's the next one that happens? The third incident it's, isn't it the uh, mom it was the mom, the mom with the kids the but there because there's a gap well there's something there are kills in between but they're not placed they're not called incidents um but you know the kill with the girl okay. like we didn't even say like after he goes inside with her he's pretty much just starts like freaking out a little yeah. bit because he well the reason he gets in is because he says he can double her pension she's like oh shit yeah because he's doing that thing where he's looking around That's in right. her house and he sees like um uh, like a mm-hmm. like a portrait of like her dead husband and then sees that, like, you know, what his job was and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, so when did your husband die? Blah, blah, I could get you double the pension. She's like, double the pension? Okay. And then he goes inside. He pretty much immediately yeah, chokes her out. And I do want to say, every time he chokes someone in this movie, I was scared for the actresses. Well, it that, like, I was cho- I was making choking noises because, like, the sounds they were making, like, it felt well, real. And the fucking the veins. I was the like, veins Ooh. on their fucking foreheads, dude. I was like, yeah, I thought veins. those girls were actually dying a couple times. I was like, are they, are they alive? Like, are you okay? But also, I was still so confused what he was doing at this point. Because I still didn't realize, like, the point of the movie at all. So he just choked her out of nowhere, but then he freaks out. And he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Because she's, like, lying on the floor, like, making these crazy choking sounds. Because she hasn't really, she's in that, like, period between, like, right before she dies, but she could still live if she gets enough air. So she's, like, gargling, like, gasping for air on the ground. And then he goes, I'm so sorry, I fucked up. And he puts a pillow under her head and pulls out, like, a little baggie of snacks from his pocket and, like, feeds her and puts water down her throat. Well, he said so. He was like... So then she starts to come back to life. Well, you know what he said, too? He was like, <laughs> you like donuts? And then he got, like, a, a little tiny cup of, like, oh water, God. like, in his thermos. And then he poured water in the thermos, put, like, slices of he donuts inside that. of it. And then he poured it down her throat. And then he was like, you like chamomile tea? And I was like, what is this concoction that you made? <laughs> he did say that. I forgot. I was so... So I was, like, laughing my ass off because I'm like why is matt dillon feeding this lady chamomile tea and donuts on the floor as she's like choking (laughs) i mean maybe this was one of his first kills and he just didn't yeah and he's like kind of panicking and he doesn't really know what the fuck to do and just starts like and his ocd (laughs) is kicking in too and he's like oh shit have some donuts i don't know how to respond to this situation i don't i don't think so i love chamomile tea it's my favorite i feel like who just carries around chamomile tea and donuts in their pockets? Well, <laughs> fucking psychopaths. I don't think that was that looked like water. It looked clear. I don't even think it was chamomile tea. I think he just said that. It did that. look clear. It did look clear. I think he just said that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But it was just yeah. It, it, I was laughing needless to I'm, say. But she starts to come back to life, and he gets mad. <laughs> I have no explanation for the donut that I I can't speak to. Yeah. No one knows. No one knows anything about the donut. 
But yeah, she starts to come back to life and he gets pissed. So then he chokes her again. And she's like, what the fuck? The look on her face, she's like, am I dying or living? And then right after, he fucking grabs his big old <sighs> knife and he stabs her in the chest and her blood starts squirting everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and he's precise about it. Like, he finds exactly where her heart's beating and then he stabs her right in her heart and, like, squirts out. It's fucking brutal. Like, I, I, I like to, after seeing that first Lars movie and everything just looking so real, I did. I made it, like, a point to myself for, to, like, really look at all the kills in this movie to see how the fuck he makes them look so real. And this one, like, this kill in specific, like, mm-hmm. they did, he made sure to, like, do a shot of, like, you know, her actual body, like, very much her, and it kind of does this really, really fast cut where he, like, actually, like, pushes the knife in, and then you could still see, like, the bottom of her face, like, her chin and mouth, so I think he shows, like, just enough so it still looks like it's that actual person, but it's, like, partially a dummy or, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that, but the way he, like, cuts it and, like, you know, makes it, it's just, like, I mean, I've seen, obviously, I've seen it on tons of other movies, but... Lars shit just feels incredibly real to the point that it kind of scares me. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Right, right. Well, like James said, it's it's filmed a lot like The Office. So you kind of feel like you're there in a sense, like you're in the living room watching <laughs> this madness. Have you guys ever seen... But yeah, then he starts to like boil out of control. Have you ever seen, um, what's it called? A film for Anne? What is it? Uh, Be, My, Be My Cat? A film for Anne? Mm-mm. No. I'm just going to let that just fest- the, short Just that title sounds terrifying. I'm just going to let that fester for everyone, and we're going to move on. So what do you want to talk about next? Um, I want We should talk about his OCD when he's, like, cleaning up the apartment. That is very good because he has this whole thing where he's just, like, obsessively cleaning blood everywhere, and he's looking under, like, any given thing, like, anything that he can think of, and then, like, it gets to the point where he kind of leaves the apartment for a second, and he's still just thinking about, like, blood being under certain spots, and it's to the point where, like, a cop actually pulls up into the neighborhood, and he has a chance to leave, and he's like, no, I can't leave because I got to go check for this blood. Yeah. 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 He's. This is when you realize, like, this guy's obviously he was delusional, but like, oh, like he's. This is kind of when I started to think this was a American Psycho thing because I was like, he's clearly making it up, like, because he's going back to like see if there's blood and there's clearly none. He's gone back like three times now, but he still like gets in his car. He freaks out. He runs back and it's gone. So I was like, is this gonna be like a Patrick Bateman thing? It's kind of a really cool scene too, though, where like it shows. There's a moment of him showing like just extreme confidence because he's like he knows that what mm-hmm. he did, and he's like at one point he's like, I want you to investigate this room like you've never investigated anything before. I think you know what you Mm -hmm. need to go through here with a magnifying glass and look for anything because he fucking knows that they're not going to find shit. Right. Oh, and I know that it was intentional, but the cops were so bad this week. Oh, they're terrible. They're fucking idiots. That's what I was going to say. Like, was that... Like, just let the the guy come in. I was going to say, like, was that him feeling bad or was that him just realizing, like, oh... I got this dude in the palm of my fucking hand. I know how to fucking get out of this. Oh, like absolutely. I know what I'm doing. He's fucking playing with yeah. him. Yeah, for okay, sure. Yeah. He's fucking playing with him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was him. This is when he starts to become really pretentious to mm-hmm. use his, like, his his like intellect against people because that's really his whole thing you find out in the movie like he hates women, he's a misogynist, but, like, he primarily uses his intellect against them. And almost to the point where it cripples them, and then he kills them right before. Like, 
Um, which could speak to Jack being a metaphor for Lars yeah. and the the cops being a metaphor for critics or us as the audience or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. It makes a like I said, it makes a lot of sense. Like if you think about the things we've read and heard about yeah. his history. And is it in in the limelight? Oh and, fuck! Wait, guys. Yeah, it makes sense. More to that point. Also, wasn't this the part of the movie where he starts to kind of say like it starts to switch up? You know, like you said, there was a big gap in between the incidents. His OCD starts to go away, and he literally talks about how he's like, you know, after a while, like it just kind of got easier and like better, and like my OCD started to go away. I kind of just started to freely do whatever the fuck I wanted. That could be more to that same situation where after a while he's just like, well, you know, like I got this fucking company, I got this and that, like I'm just gonna keep doing what i do like like you said like critics don't care the audience is still watching he's just like you know what like yeah who fucking cares after a while it didn't sting as bad like it wasn't as as prevalent to me to like try to hide things or like try to like you know make it seem different or try to like you know obsessively worry about all the stuff that i'm doing Mm -hmm. sure yeah yeah i mean like i said it makes sense it yeah it's pretty crazy like now i wish i would have had that hindsight going into the movie because I, I feel like it would have helped piecemeal some of this <laughs> i could have looked out for something because i'm sure there's even things we missed where like little shit i'm not personally gonna go back and watch this movie but if you guys do no, i'm sure there's never. Gonna be- See, never that's the weird part like I- i'm probably I'm, I'm sure i'm the only one in this group that's actually going to end up rewatching it i'm not saying i'm doing it soon but i probably will but like this is something that I want to rewatch. Like I really do to like, you know, get some answers. But at the same time, I am dreading it. I'm fucking dreading it. (laughs) Yeah, this, yeah, I will not be rewatching this. Good luck. I wish you all the best of luck, (laughs) Caleb, in your rewatch. Um, It's brutal. Definitely watch this in the daytime because if you start it at night, I'm out. It's gonna be a two part. I'll fall asleep. Yeah, I'll fall asleep again. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna fall asleep. You're gonna fall asleep because, like, like you said, like this is only the second incident, and then there's a big gap. So like the movie just feels so long because like you're waiting for like the incident count to keep rising and it just stops for a while and you're like, yeah, where the fuck are we? <laughs> Which is also, yeah, that's very different from Antichrist because I feel like they kind of uh, set up in the same way in this one they're doing like uh, Matt Dillon, you know, hanging around with like note cards and shit and he's like throwing these note cards around to show you like the incidents and like just certain things that he's doing. What the fuck was that fucking... You... Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, that weird on. ass Bob Dylan I, bullshit. I kind of liked thank, it. Thank I hate Bob you, Dylan James. but I kind of like this. That... That is where. Wait, Caleb. I forgot they did that because I intentionally, my mind, my brain fucking blocked that out because I was like, "This is some Darren Afronsky bullshit," and I hate how pretentious this is. Turn into fucking love, actually. Kim, like, what the fuck? Right, thank you. Kim, you spent. It's just Matt Dillon, and he's like all cleaned up. You spend ten thousand yeah. dollars on arugula. Don't talk about people being too fucking fancy. Yeah, aru- yeah, arugula feeds my body, which is a fucking <laughs> temple, Caleb. Okay, so fuck off. Yeah, ten thousand dollar leaf temple. I'm you not standing prick. in front of a red van. Whatever, whatever. No, but Caleb, I think that you would agree with the fact that this is just another one of those things that if you took all of the cue card scenes, it's probably an additional five to ten minutes, and it's like, fucking cut that shit out. We don't need it. I will say. I don't even remember what the fucking cue card said. They were just random words, him just, like, throwing them, like, humiliation. 
Green. So, I was like, fuck this. Okay, no, you're a little bit off. The very first <laughs> one, I think it was traits of a serial killer and maybe um, like his his descent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah, I'm just yelling out words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was like, if it went in order from like, uh, like how his descent into madness went, but I feel like it might kind of go like kind of you know, align with all of that. But the first time that he's like throwing off all those cards that have actual words that aren't like the incidents, it says egotism, vulgarity, rudeness, impulsiveness, narcissism, yeah. intelligence, irrationality, manipulation, mood swings, verbal superiority. And then, you know, he's just tossing them by. And I actually feel like that was kind of, um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that was kind of the order that he went with incident two. you know, the girl right before, like mm-hmm. how he got into yeah. her house and how yeah. he finished her off and everything. It makes sense, but it just, yeah. I was like, really? Dude, really? Is this like performance art? Is this what the fuck we're doing, Lars? Wait, or, but then again, this could (laughs) also, again, to to James' original point, well, like the theory that he looked up and whatnot, to Lars, you know, this being like a metaphor to his actual life and like his feelings toward women egotism vulgarity rudeness impulsiveness impulsiveness narcissism intelligence irrationality manipulation mood swings verbal superiority that is all like textbook shit to like degrade women and make them feel like yeah. lesser than you like as a man yeah misogyny yeah yeah, yeah. it's the de- it's a definition yeah. of misogyny yeah. I just would have liked if Matt Dillon held up one sign that said misogyny and then threw it out and we got the point and saved ourselves 10 minutes but <laughs> that is the thing that Lars refuses to do he can't give us a definitive answer yeah, he can't. Yeah, he can't. He can't. But hold on, before we go, fin- we have to talk about how he finished her off because that's the best part. Uh, honestly, incredible. Well, I guess the part. Well, he finished her off with the knife, but he has this whole thing with a cop. Like James said earlier, you know, he brings him in. He's just like, "Oh, you got to investigate this." Blah blah blah. And he goes in the car and he waits for a second to see the dude peeking out at him. And then he runs off. Like before, when he when the cop first came up, you know, I said how he didn't care about the cop coming up. He had to go check everything. But he runs over for a second. He's like, he realizes that the cop's gonna come over and talk to him. So he takes the body out of the fucking van and just tosses it for a side to the side for a second. And then when he goes back out, he gets a fucking rope that I guess he like pre-planned and he already attached to the body. And then he fucking ties it to the back of his van and just drives off with the body like just dangling at the end of his car dragging like a hitch and no, literally no, just dragging and then that's where we get fame by david bowie <laughs> fame for the first first of nine that times beautiful yeah the first of I nine times it. i loved it every time I loved, it came back it was great. i loved it every time it i came had back. no issues if there's one thing i loved about this movie yeah it was david bowie's fame snippets in there i wonder if there's something to that to that like is there something in that song that that uh lars was like i have to play this after every kill there well, has maybe to be. it was like a metaphor about like him getting like famous and become like mm. getting fame and like this is his like this is this is the epitome of like his expression like as an asshole as he's like gaining popularity and like reaching that peak of fame maybe he's just like yeah this is what this this is what this feels yeah. like. And it's it's kind of like a deal with the devil, you know? Like, I, yeah. I do these things, and they're kind of shitty things, but I'm getting something out of it that's giving me more notoriety and giving me more fame and, and helping mm-hmm. me achieve this image that maybe I see in my mind yeah. of what I am. So it's the age-old oh, Jimmy that Page. that makes a lot of sense because, yes, but it makes a lot of sense because he, 
he starts to go by the name Mr. Sophistication. Oh, Mr. Sophistication. I was yeah, wondering yeah, yeah, yeah. when would when Mr. Sophistication would enter the conversation. Yes. He oh. he would he started to write that after that second kill. He would like he started to do that what traditional, you know, serial killers did, have snippets in his room of like the the people he murdered and he would write like Mr. Sophistication on the photos and he would have article clippings about the cops trying to find Mr. Sophistication but he was too smart they couldn't find him. Yep. And then that's when you start to realize he's falling into this this um this this uh pit of like i'm oh i'm not only delusional i'm crazy i'm a serial killer but like i i'm smarter than everybody else i'm good at it yeah and then that's when he spirals like really spirals kind of like a btk kind of thing yeah yeah oh which i mean is almost any like major high profile serial killers killers, zodiac bundy Dahmer, bundy kemper yeah they all kind of get to this point where like they know or they they think mm-hmm. they know and then that's what makes them be kind of complacent and then they fuck up just like Jack ends up fucking up and people kind of figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um I got a lot of similarities to him and Ed Kemper because Ed Kemper would use his int- – he was like had an IQ of like crazy fucking high. Yeah, and super he, genius. He like hated women and he would use his, his intellect to like fucking just like – pull women in and then kill them and he would just be like she's an idiot she deserved to die and he had a, he has a he has a cool mustache <laughs> he does but not as cool as ed kemper's not that ed kemper's no cool, no no that's what I'm, but no. ed kemper does have a really big oh that got mustache. weird no that got weird Kim. no 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 that's that's what I, ed kemper is not cool but his mustache is like it's like a pringles you, man mustache you're dismissing me what i was saying is that ed kemper has a cool mustache i wasn't talking about jack i was talking about ed kemper Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about Jack. No, he has a cool mustache. Yeah, I, Ed Kemper's mustache. He has a really cool mustache. Is is a different, totally separate from Ed Kemper. No, yeah. Ed Kemper's mustache is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all talking right, about. Right. If I had to I'm grow a mustache, I'm not talking about like the killer side. Caleb, of him. I'm I need just you to. He has a cool mustache. Caleb, I need you to commission Ed Kemper mustache merch. <laughs> just, just his mustache. <laughs> on like a T-shirt, on a fucking hat, a sticker. I want it. This is on you now. There, I, Caleb, you have a big mustache too. Um, I'm not gonna li- like every time I trim it. I'm just like I kind of. I the only reason I like his mustache is because it's like it's that bu- it's like bushy and then it just like does that little point thing like that like short point thing and I'm just like point. That's a cool mustache. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know why I like that mustache. <laughs> it's just impressive that anyone can ever. I don't know. I'm a girl. I like I don't grow that much facial hair like that. You guys, so. Maybe one day. I'll try if I close my eyes hard enough. I'll get a big mustache just like you, Kate. Aww. That's so sweet. I'm say I've I always know. I, I wanna be I wanna be just like you. I've always been jealous of Caleb. Like my I have a very significant beard. Yeah, you got a beard. But my mustache is just so fucking wimpy. It's as wimpy as Jack is whenever Uma Thurman says he's a wimp. Here's the thing, though. Do you see? Do you she see did. my cheek hair and shit? Like I have like patches of shit all over. I can't grow a beard. It's just the mustache. Patches of hula hands. <laughs> patches of hula hands over there. Well, if it makes you guys feel any better, I can't grow either. So mm. sorry. How's the bush? Well, I don't have much of a bush. That's disappointing. The Asians, we don't grow a lot of hair like that. Um, yeah. I haven't shaved my legs for like seven years. I don't need to. Like no leg hair. I've had people ask me if I shave my arms. So I like don't have hair on my Yeah, arms. you are very hairless. Yeah. I'm a hairless cat. <laughs> hairless cat. 
Oh, like, Kim the Kim the Hokos hairless cat. Like like in the movie Cats? Did you show your butthole? So you guys are just like me. Yes, that's exactly that's I set you guys. I I set this up on purpose to to that punchline. Wait, wait, guys, guys, there is a this is turning into buttholes. There's a big thing that I I feel like I'm gonna blow over if I don't mention right now. What the f- who was that kid that cut the leg off of the duck? Duck. That was him. That was him. That's As a that's kid. what I thought. That was a flashback. Of that's him. what I assumed. But mm-hmm. what the? F- that was fucked up. Fuck that. was that? Wait, and that was such a peaceful scene. I I should have saw it coming. I was so naive because I was too, he's dude. Like, like he's he's narrating the scene. You know, like he's talking to Verge, his like conscious. Like, oh, when I was little, like I used to watch my dad. You know, uh, what's it called? A scythe? Scythe? Mow? Like cut the lawn with he a would, scythe every dude, day? Dude, the mowing the lawn with the scythe was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Wait, I'm an idiot. I guess that's how I should have known the time frame. If he was a kid and they were cutting the lawn with a scythe, it was like the fucking, like... 30s? 40s, like... Right, like, why was I like, I don't know the time frame of this movie, like, I'm an idiot. That's a very good point. Which would make which would make him, like, maybe late 60s, early 70s, 60s. when he's an adult. Exactly, yeah. that's what I was... Because the cars do look like yeah. that time frame, but... But um, I don't but think yeah, he was 60, he's like though. having this flashback about him as a kid. No, he wasn't no, 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 60. In the, in the, the 60s. Era. Mm, oh, oh, in yeah, si- gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. He was probably he was probably in his 30s or 40s. Which yeah, would I was make gonna it say like 40s, yeah. late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, he was like having the flashback, and it was like peaceful about him as a little boy watching his dad like on this farm, and then he was like playing with this duck in the pond and he pulls out these fucking pliers and snips its like one of its legs off and puts it back in the water so it's like flipping around and can't swim i was like why why i want to poor duck so this movie is it kind of has a it kind of has a unique history in that it premiered at Cannes uh film festival and like a bunch of people apparently like walked out when it premiered because it was like too fucking intense or whatever. And I, as I was watching it, I was waiting for like the moment of like, okay, when would have a, a bunch of people like stood up and just GTFO? It's the duck. And right? I, th- I think I think it was the duck. I think it was the duck. I think it was that like, was the moment. It, it looks so real. Like I was that an actual duck that they did yeah. that to? I, you guys, it might. I I was thinking. That. I kind of think that. Can you picture all these bougie ass actors and <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, elitist in in uh, in cinema in Europe, fucking at the Cannes Festival, in in their fucking Armani gowns, and then they just stand up like, "This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. I am going to leave." <laughs> that is James. You're right. That probably was a scene because I it had like, to have been. I guess because it. Just, it was just so unnecessary, and it did look real. Yeah. That's what fucked me up. I was like, I think he actually cut that duck's foot off. I think, like, I guess, like, in, it was kind of integral to the plot line because you're setting up, like, this dude is a full-on psychopath because that's, like, you know, that's the thing, you know, like, when you're younger mm-hmm. and you're, like, killing and torturing animals and shit, like, that's it. And this wasn't animals, even just, like, yeah. killing it. It was literally, like, just making it suffer for the pure sake of making it suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a duck. I feel that. That makes sense. I think that was a real baby duck, honestly. I like think, it, I mean, I, how do you how do you pr- how do you pretend? I don't know. I think I would have to rewatch that cuz again, like that was one scene where I was just kind of thrown off and I didn't really pay attention like super hard like, Ugh. "Oh, how did you make this look so real?" I was kind of just like, "Oh, you just 
I, w- I was kind of just watching it like, no, you're not going to cut that duck, right? And then I thought it was going to like cut its head off or something. Well, and then when it was a leg, I was just like, oh, wait, w- what? Well, it happened so quick. Like, he was just like looking over his shoulder and then he like looks down. He pulls out these fucking old ass pliers and just like snip. And then he puts it back in the water. And I feel like the duck didn't make as like, much he- noise as I thought it was going to make. <laughs> I guess it was a duckling, though, so yeah. it probably can't quack as much. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know much about ducklings, but I feel like they probably don't have a, lo- a loud quack. I think James is currently trying to find out whether that was a real duck or not. <laughs> I'm not. He looks so I'm focused. not. I'm not. There's a specific <laughs> fucking word, I forget what it is, of, like, the, the signs of, like, um, like serial killers from a young age there's like a specific like mm. word for like what those nine rules or nine signs we need are. ash and elena i uh, know exactly yeah what i know what you're talking about, about too and i i literally know that elena would have it off the top of her head <laughs> absolutely 100 yeah. percent. yeah Ale- yeah <laughs> yeah elena probably has like yeah, there's like some just like sitting some like, fucking psychiatrist somewhere sign. and i'm pretty sure it's named <laughs> after the psychiatrist that like that like yes na- made yes. the list but i can't remember what it's called Mm-hmm. There's actually, actually, if Elena, I was probably st- shout it I was out. still doing true crime, I'd probably remember this because I know there was a time I remember this. I have no fucking clue anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like it's like animal mutilation, arson, bedwetting, wetting the yeah. bed. I can't remember what it's mm-hmm. fucking called. Yeah, though. yeah. It's called don't yeah. cut a duck's leg off. Yeah, it's true. Don't torture a duckling. Yeah, that was that was fucked up. That one did get me. So I'm not surprised if that was the seed at Cannes that really did it for everybody. I think so. I really do. <laughs> well, we don't know that. And you, you know Lars is probably front row. He probably looked over his shoulder and he was probably like... Oh, Oops. no. I think the opposite. <laughs> I think he fucking celebrated. He was like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. This is my oh, fucking movie. <laughs> He's in the back ripping oh, shots. Oh, yeah. That's right. This is my fucking movie. <laughs> You don't like it? Get the that's fuck a point out. Of, that's a point You're of like, pride Lawrence, for him, for sure. <laughs> Probably is a tally mark for as many people have left his films. <laughs> uh, well, Puts a notch on the belt. Honestly, I'm sure he does, because if he's even like anywhere near like other people that thrive off of that kind of stuff, I, I, I always mark off tally marks when I get <laughs> someone to like leave my show. I'm excited every fucking time. I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out if you can't, if you don't want to deal with it. Like, bye. I, I can't fucking wait for well, you to leave. Well, usually the people leaving, yeah. Yeah, usually you want them to leave. But I feel like the people leaving were probably pretty valid. <laughs> I, I'm, I feel like I'd probably leave and go get the hors d'oeuvres at the other tent or some shit. <laughs> I'd be like, where the fuck is the Jordan Peele tent? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> See, I, I would be someone that would stay. I'd probably fall asleep, but I'd stay. Yeah, Caleb, you'd be passed out the fucking corner. But I wouldn't leave. With like a, with like a fucking beard rant. Yeah, you'd be you'd be like the one guy that stayed. <laughs> I'd still be there. You'd be Lars's best friend. I was gonna say he would wake he would wake you up after it's over and be like, "Hey, you want to talk yeah, about he, the movie?" Hey, like- man. No, it'd be bad. He'd be like, hey, man, you know you gotta, like, leave. Like, <laughs> But then I'd be asking him, I'd be like, hey, can I get, like, a copy of that so I could, like, finish it? Because I know I won't see it for a while, but I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely will be airing on TV. So, anyway, let's move on a little bit. So, we're still kind of in the second incident, and then he strangles a third girl. It looked almost like he had, like, a relationship with her for a second, and she, like, because she seemed like she trusted him, because when he started choking her, you know... 
she didn't really react. She was just like, stop it. Like, stop. What are you doing? And he kept going. Again, yeah. probably some kind of allegory, well, they right? They like made out. I thought she was like a hooker. I thought she was like a hooker. I don't think so because it so seemed like it there was a little more trust than just some <laughs> random hooker. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't know much about hookers, but I just I got a hooker vibe. I was I was manifesting I was manifesting Patrick Bateman when he gets the hooker you piece back. of shit. So I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. He got a hooker. Nothing wrong with being a hooker. I just thought it was a hooker. You piece of shit. Just assuming. I don't know. You guys tell me. Have you guys? Have you guys? You guys tell me. Are you, you guys sound like your hooker experts over there. Sorry. No. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> most of my hookers are. How does it work, Caleb? They're well. Most of mine are dogs. <laughs> But um, I'm gonna say I can't oh. tell you I got married when I was 19. That do- that doesn't mean that you haven't seen a hooker or met That's a hooker. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> James face. I uh, I mean, yeah, I, dude, I, I, no I comment. definitely <laughs> stay away from hookers from Indiana. Just sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Fort Wayne hookers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a bad Lars Muncher spinoff. <laughs> but I don't know that anyone wants to see that. <laughs> Motel Six, baby. Is that what Motel? Hell. Wait, is that what the Lamb and the Tiger was about in this movie? Because I didn't figure out what that was. Is it just Indiana hookers? Mm. Oh, I forgot about that's that. that's true. We haven't talked about that at all. This movie has multiple interruptions of random pieces of art, paintings, and also other forms of multimedia art. Uh, there's this piano pianist that is shown multiple times, just fucking banging away at the keys. And there is a tiger and a lamb. So that's another reason for yeah. the why it's two and a half hours long is because we put in all this extra fucking historical footage for some fucking reason. Right. National yeah. Geographic shit. There's always fucking animal messages in these Von Trier movies. It's always like this animal always. and this animal and this animal symbolizes this. And I'm like, dude, how many fucking animals do you know? It's got to be some fucking Danish shit, man. Like that has to be like really ingrained in <laughs> his culture or something because it makes no sense to anybody else. That's a part of their education. <laughs> makes zero sense to me. Yeah. You're right, James. If they cut out all those fucking interruptions, this movie would have easily yeah. been an hour shorter. <laughs> So unnecessary. What was the point of the? It was just basically talking about how the tiger can prey upon sh- animals like the lamb, and we're like, yeah, we know how an ecosystem works, Lars. But it, fuck and off. Then the, the, the pianist say- shit is like him basically, like I don't know, like like self fucking, uh, like like proclamation well, that no, I'm a fucking artist. Like that's I'm I am an artist. Well, like I kill people, yeah. but I'm an artist. Like Well he okay. mentioned Well then put them together. Well he mentioned he liked that pianist. Well he mentioned that he liked that pianist because he was a perfectionist yeah. and he was like the best pianist of his time. Okay, well same thing. It, he's taught then that's an that's another like kind of uh it's again him being an artist. Him being an artist and him saying that he's the fucking best of his time. Right. What if it's that? Like, if we're staying on the same topic, it could be him saying, like, I'm the artist, I'm the best of my time, and then there's the lamb and the tiger. He's the fucking tiger, obviously, right? Yep, 100%. Okay, if that's the case, then I hope he's fucking listening when I say this. Fuck (laughs) off. 
You are not worth two hundred seventy-five million, and this movie fucking sucks. I like I like Matt Damon, Matt Damon. and I like Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Love, love Matt Damon. Lars. Love, oh, love, Damon. Love, we love Matt Damon. Damn it. All right, guys. It was bound to happen. I love Matt Dillon. Guys, like yesterday when I went into work, I walk into the locker room, and then like one of my like in the morning, I'm either like if someone says like a corny joke to me, I'm either just like fuck you, or it's like fuck you. It's like it's either like an angry fuck you, or just like a laughing. Like it depends on who it is. But with this person, it was kind of like a laughing. Like okay, so I come in, she's like, hey, and I was like can you fucking not right now? I was like, what is wrong with you? And then she was like, you know, the Fonz, you know, the Fonz. And I was like, yes, I fucking know the Fonz. And I was like, I'm not saying it to that. I'm saying like, why the fuck are you doing the Fonz A to me at fucking, like right when I got to work in the morning, I was like, don't fucking do that. And then she's like, and then I was like, as I'm walking away, I'm like, fucking, of course I know the Fonz, Peter Winkler. And then <laughs> I walk by and she's like, who the fuck is Peter Winkler? I'm like, you idiot, the Fonz. And then, like, we walk by and then like a few minutes pass by and she's like, wait a second, Henry Winkler. And I was like, did I say Peter? I was like, who the fuck is Peter Winkler? Like, who? Just came to you. I have you. no idea where I got Peter from, but I said with like full confidence, I and was I like, "Yeah." Trying to be an asshole. No, I was. Too. Like, I wanted to present was. Peter I was like, yeah, Winkler. Peter Winkler. Of, of course, of course, I know the fucking Fonz. Peter Winkler, you idiot. All right, now I need Peter Winkler merch as well. <gasps> Peter Winkler. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> it's, no wait. Add it to the no, list. it's Peter Winkler. Hey. <laughs> What with a question hey. mark like hey? hey. Fame <laughs> I can't do the fame voice like like James can. I tried. Oh. Holy shit. I, what is going on? I, I don't tried. know, this is a long fucking episode, my guy. No one knows. Um it, We're an hour and a half this in. This is not even close to anything I've done lately. Me and Kim did a three hour one like two weeks ago. <laughs> that that one was also exhausting, but in a good way. That was a good exhaustion. Yeah, that one was like an easy, and also to be fair, that movie was like an hour and a half, two hours, like depending. This one still was somehow longer, and that right. one was like, if you do something wrong, it's gonna be longer, and somehow this is longer than like anything that could have possibly been. Right, that's when you know it's bad if you go through every alternate ending of Bandersnatch, and it's still shorter <laughs> than this fucking movie. That's very Lars, true. Lars, you can also, once again, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Can we talk a little bit about the discussion that happens in this movie between the difference between an engineer and an architect? Yeah, I hated that. Oh, that actually yes. made me want to blow call. my fucking brains out. <laughs> because, you know, at one point, yeah. at one point, she- well, who does she, he get mad well, at? Well, she explains, I think, I don't remember even the name. I remember the conversation. Simple. Oh, that was simple. Okay, I was going to say, I don't even remember who that was or what that was, but I do remember the conversation. They were like, oh, what's the difference between an architect and an engineer? She's like, well, an architect makes houses. And then he's like, well, what about an engineer? She's like, an engineer makes houses. And I was like, okay. And then he gets all mad because he's like, uh, that's not it. Obviously don't know it. And I'm like, yeah, no one fucking knows it and no one fucking cares. And I don't fucking care. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. I don't, I don't care about this. He gets this. so mad. He, he freaks, freaks out. out. And I think that that, too, is a, a thing about Lars himself. He wants Lars. to be an architect because he wants to be this artistic visionary whenever a lot mm -hmm. of the world sees him as just an engineer because he just uh... makes so many fucking movies. He just makes the fucking movie. 
And then he doesn't get a ton of, like, critical accolades for it. And he's like, no, I'm a fucking architect. Like, this is art. And they're like, nah, you just made a fucking movie. And threw some lambs and tigers in that bitch. Yeah. I... I agree. I, it makes sense. And yeah, his level, Matt Damon. Oh, I keep saying Matt Damon. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Matt Dillon. He snaps. He like really snaps. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? There's a big difference between an architect and an engineer. And you should fucking yeah. so know that's it. Lars. And you're fucking stupid if you don't. And the yeah. funny thing about that, though, is because yeah. of, I think that that also speaks to it has to be Lars because that's also his age. Because if you just say the word engineer today in like 2020 or when this movie came out in 2018, an engineer Pretty could irrelevant. do a million different fucking things. Yeah. They don't just it's build just like, fucking it's not just buildings. One thing. <laughs> I have a friend who's a chemical engineer. I work with a guy who's a software engineer. Right. I was going to say there's yeah, fucking computer engineers, engineers right. and shit now. Like it's not just a it's not just a, yeah. a one off thing now. Yeah. But in the context of this film, the only thing that an engineer does is make buildings. Yeah. Hmm. Um. It's yeah, a, it, which is silly. See, it's a weird silly. thing too where I'm stuck because honestly, I kind of do like it's weird. I am kind of on large side on this too. Like I don't in filmmaking wise, I guess I don't see him as an engineer so far. I guess I haven't seen all of his shit. Maybe like if I kept going, it would get to that point where I'm just like, you're an egotistical dick. And like, I don't know what's going on, but so far the two things that I have seen from him as, as confusing and very annoying. They are at parts. I do think they are art. Like they're, they're, incredible dude like i do think he is an artist of like like whatever fucked up sort he is an artist Mm -hmm. yeah no i agree it's i say this a lot about darren afronsky and i know i keep going back to it they're the same person to me like i think that they both create art i just personally don't like that art. yeah but i i do i can't agree and can't appreciate that it is art but some people fucking love it I think people would say the same thing about Ari Aster as well. Like, I know yeah. that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of us kind of, like, who are kind of in our mm-hmm. age group probably really like Ari Aster's movies, but there's a ton of people, like, from the generation before that, like, this is just artsy-fartsy bullshit. And, like, yeah, I can appreciate their stance on it, and I can appreciate my stance on it. Yeah, and you know what? Mm-hmm. I, even even with Ari Aster in specific, like I mean, me on my side, I'm literally both sides of it. Like I think that his shit is very artistic, but like what Kim was saying a yeah, second ago, split. I'm very split. <laughs> like, dude, fucking Hereditary, I fucking hate that movie. I respect that, like, fuck Hereditary. Yeah, dude, it sucks so hard, but I respect it, fuck and I can tell that like it's God. a very artistic movie. And that dude, like I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again, like he really knows how to handle like human emotion and how to convey that emotion like through film like oh my gosh he, yeah. he's incredible at it incredible he is oh so fucking God. good at it and fucking even though i hate hereditary opening of midsummer fuck yeah me. dude midsummer oh my, God, yeah. oh my God. crying i'm like oh that was heavy it, i was like if this i looked to my left i looked to my right mm-hmm. i was like this can be a rough one yeah <laughs> dude like it's so fucking good and he's very talented at doing that and like even in hereditary i felt a lot of those feelings like i just think the whole movie fucking sucked and it fell oh, off for tony, me tony collette's but, fucking yeah amazing. i mean she's yeah. great in that too but like the whole movie mm-hmm. i just didn't like but at the same time i'm like this is incredibly artistic in a lot of ways and then like this dude yeah. knows how to convey right. emotion which i think is another form of art in itself but I'm like, it still fucking sucks, and I still mm-hmm. kind of, I kind of almost hate this guy because of this movie. <laughs> right, right. Which I think yeah. I feel the same thing about Lars. Yeah, and I could see that too. Like A I could see percent. that completely. Like, yeah, 
But I don't know. Again, a thousand again, percent. I'm My... torn with him too, though, because I I actually really liked Antichrist, like as fucked up and weird and confusing yeah. as it was. Yeah. I really liked it. Like I thought it was a beautiful movie. I thought it was like yeah. incredibly entertaining. But like, it's just a weird fucking movie. Yeah. And like this one too. Like I I'm really split on this one. Like it's. I, I guess, like, I, sh- I probably yeah. should go by the rule that if I can't, like, stay awake during a movie, that it's probably not that great. But then also, there are really good movies that I've watched in theaters that I fell asleep for, and I watch later, and I'm like, oh, no, this is amazing. So I don't know. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I'm split, too. Like I said, I've only seen two of his movies, so have you. Like I said, Melancholia was, I thought, great. Um, but this one, yeah, this one was... It was rough. I I do need to watch Antichrist because I I haven't. James, you've seen Antichrist, right? I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. No, no. I haven't I, either. After honestly, after listening to the horror soup episode and like hearing a lot of, especially the biblical stuff, because I used to be pastor and stuff like that, like I am really interested in it, and I would I would like to dig into it a little bit more, even than just mm-hmm. listening to a podcast episode about it. But I've never seen it, mm-hmm. and yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this just speaks to fucking modern filmmaking and modern audiences. Like, I, I, it feels like this is like the shitty like millennial thing to say. But like, your movie is just too fucking long, bro. It's just too fucking long. And like, I did get bored. You know, it's too long for what it was. I love a good long movie. There's movies that I that I blow through, and I'm like, oh shit, that was two and a half hours. But I can't, I can't sit through something. It's not even that I have to mentally engage in at all. It's the fact that this is why I say it's pretentious because it's almost like you're rubbing it in that I have yeah. to force myself to understand. And it's like, don't do that. I agree. Don't fucking do that, sir. I agree. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. I've worked all day, Lars. Okay? <laughs> I don't deserve it's this. It's a long fucking day, dude. I agree. I should be able to check in. <laughs> I agree yeah, I with that. I should be able to check it a little bit, okay? Yeah. And I'll have to whip out my fucking notepad to really understand. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude. And talk to two and other I people. And I think yeah. that there, there are people out there, there are people out there who are probably like, oh, well, that's what art is, and that's what film should be, and, like, anything less than that is, like, you know, popcorn bullshit, but, like, I feel like there has no. to be a middle ground somewhere. There's gotta you know? be a middle ground. See, personally, I feel like the middle it's ground... It's anything. Any work. I think the middle ground is that some things can be this, and then things can't be this, and it's, like, I think I think the line is, like, when you go, like, too much and, like, everything is that, or, like, everything isn't that, that's just, like, okay, like, mm. the person that you're talking about where they're, like, you know, like, oh, it has to be this to be art, like, no, you're fucking wrong, like, things can be this, or they can't be this, and it's fine either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Let's, this is tough. So another another thing. Um, I th- oh, you know, I guess we did talk about it a little bit. Um, like him killing the kids and the family and whatnot. Um, I thought it was a whole thing. You know, he. Oh, we haven't talked about that. Well, yet. we talked about it a little bit because we talked about how he got rid of the kids. And it's probably like an allegory to like you know taking yeah. the most important thing from a woman. But he also talks about like mm. it in terms mm. of hunting because he starts like literally he's teaching he's teaching them how to hunt and then he starts talking about the way that he hunts them. He's like you have to kill the older child first, like you know in terms of like hunting deer or something. Like you kill the older fawn and then um, 
because you can't kill the mother first because then the children are just like on their own if you don't get them all and whatnot. But he's like, you know, I got to kill the older one first. And then it like pans over. And then now he's hunting these actual people. And you see like the kids running by and stuff. Yeah. And you see one point where the younger kid runs by and he's like, yeah, no, not killing him. He waits. And then he sees the older kid runs by, shoots it in the head. And then the fucking, I said it, <laughs> shoots, shoots him in the head. I was going to say, <laughs> he's a, he can be a him. It is a fucking human child. Look, look, dude, I got into the I got into the hunting zone and I just I lost I lost my footing. I just No, that's a huge that's, point. That's what he it even sets in it the up. beginning whenever he's telling up. the kids. Yeah, he's telling the kids about hunting and they even say, "Oh, are we going hunting today?" And he's like, "No." And that's the crazy hunting he's like it's so like, fucked up. So so barbaric bad and visceral and like we should never do that to another mm -hmm. another creature. And, also, and then like he quick. goes into detail about the European like hunting parade. He's also incredibly mm -hmm. like eloquent and well-spoken to these seven-year-olds that I'm like He got so fucking they eloquent, don't, they didn't have he? No idea what he's saying. No fucking clue. He got so fucking eloquent. <laughs> and then he starts talking about, like, especially in, like, the European tradition, like, after a, a big hunt, they would do these trophy parades and, like, march with the, the, the dead animals and talking about how terrible and barbaric that is. But then he does that with the humans. He sets them up. And he puts all the birds that he shot that day, all the people he shot that day. He he takes the time. It's like a ritual. He surrounds it with the the pine branches and everything, and like makes it a and thing. fifty dead crows. And that part I thought was, yeah, I thought that was real fucking disturbing. What was I? I was I counted them because I was wondering if there was like some relevance to the number, but I don't know. There there the was number, fifty sure. dead crows. It was two two rows of twenty five. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, there might be in, like, European hunting, like, tradition, maybe. Um, because he talks about that. He's like, every animal has a specific place. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know. That was a little... I will say, though, when he shot the kid the first time, I fucking laughed. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't get why I the kids, too. like, got, the mom was literally like, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Well, and yeah. then the mom was like, "Stay down." Then he just like jumps he up just, and just ru he, runs so dude, slow. I'm just like, "Dude, like, what are just you jogging doing?" Around. He was like just doing like circles for no reason. I was <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" Prancing. And why can't <laughs> fucking? And why ass. can't this mother hold off her seven year old? Like he can't be that strong, right? Are you? Are you? <laughs> yeah. Like is this she another just, thing? She was just like, "Is this, oh, is this Lars babe, trying to say run. like <laughs> women are weak? She can't hold on to her child." I'm like, you know what? I think she could hold on to her seven year old, even if you're trying to make a fucking point. <laughs> right. I don't know, yeah, man. like I don't. Yeah, he actually did a shitty job depicting moms because a mom would have held that shit down. Yes. She would have been like, "Fuck this! You're gonna shoot me with bullets before you even get to my fucking kids." No, this lady's just like, "Wait, oh, don't run!" Come little, back! Little like jumps up. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, <laughs> no, don't go over there. Don't go, oh my, don't go into the light, <laughs> Carolyn. Right. Yeah, and then he just gets capped, and you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, James. Even at, even though, damn, okay. Even though you're the only one here with a kid, I do not blame you for laughing. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, dude, it was fucking hilarious. And so, like in my mind, again, I was thinking about. <laughs> I had read that story about all these people who like got up and left at the fucking Cannes Film Festival, and like it got to this point, and I'm like, oh, maybe it was the nah. kid dying. That's a I'm metaphor. Like, 
And I'm like, no, the kid dying's fucking hilarious. Like, that's not disturbing at all. It was just funny. So if it wasn't... It was just out of pocket, because you're like... <laughs> if it wasn't the duck thing, I it would have to be the kid with the Joker smile, right? Kid. Oh, that was... Oh, good that call. Was creepy. That was fucked. That was fucking creepy yeah. I'll as give shit. Him that. Like, I, that was fucked. It didn't like. It wasn't one of those things where like I was just like feeling so disgusting. I was like, oh fuck. Like it wasn't like, dude, the click cutting and Antichrist is like that's like one of the pinnacles right there. That's where I'm like feeling gross. That sounds way worse than anything I've ever seen in a film. It, it's te- it's pretty fucking bad. It's like it's it's like it makes you shake. But and most things don't make me do that. But that makes me fucking shake. It's worse than like any real thing like I've ever seen. But. This was like, this was like, it was just creepy as fuck. It was just creepy. I was because like, it looked real. Because it, it looked so real. fucking. It was like a the frozen bodies kid. that he had in the freezer all looked real. Yes. They yeah, all they looked did. real. And there's serial. There's been a lot. Like Israel Keys was known for doing yeah. that. Like it just freaked me out. Oh, and again, out. Uh, like, back to Dexter. <laughs> I, the yeah. the yeah. the uh, uh, what was he called? The the freezer truck killer. The uh, <laughs> Ice, ice truck killer. It's perfect. <laughs> ice yeah, that killer. freaked me out. That freaked me out. Oh, I did. Okay, another funny line. This was like a little bit of backtrack, but like at the beginning of the movie, he's like, "Yeah, I bought this freezer downtown. I bought a bunch of bought these pizzas all these off pizzas. This guy. Couldn't sell Thought them. I was gonna... Ate one of these pieces of shit. <laughs> Shitty yeah, he's like, pizzas. He's like, he's like they're pieces of shit. He just like knocks all the pizzas to the side. <laughs> That was when I still thought the movie was funny. That was funny. Wait, guys, there was another funny part, which maybe a lot of people won't agree with me, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, The mom, um, when, you know, like her kids are dead and then you think that she gets killed too, but she doesn't. She's still like alive for a second and he's having like a picnic with her. And yes, dude, he makes her feed. He makes her feed a pie to her dead child. That just grossed me. And it was pretty gross, but also, I was laughing. Dude, I was laughing. That just grossed me out. I was like, ooh. It was so funny. I mean, that just and it just shows like the spoon against the lips. Yeah, that's just like such a fucking like I don't know like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like just ridiculous bullshit. Like I loved it. But yeah, like that whole scene was really yeah. cool too. Him just in there having the picnic with her, just like all calm as hell. I was like, okay, like it's it's it. I, I get. Well, I get he what says you're pick doing. your favorite number. Yeah, twelve. Also, he said. Yeah, pick your favorite he said number. Twelve was a good number. Yeah. That's a whose that's, favorite number? No. She did twelve. Said, yeah, she is an idiot. I get that she wasn't in the right state of mind. She just watched her two killer kids get murdered. But twelve. But, but bitch, you had to have known where he was going. Th- He's gonna count down. Pick seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand. <laughs> Honestly, I actually didn't even realize that he count down. He count down from twelve. I thought it was just ten or something. I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I saw that coming from a mile away. I was like, "Don't say a low number. Don't say a low number." Twelve. I, okay, when, <laughs> like when he was asking her what her favorite, but he was asking her what her favorite number is. I just assumed it was something like just some stupid question he was asking her. Just like, "Hey, what's your favorite number?" And then it just, I thought it was just an irrelevant question that he just knew she was going to respond like truthfully because she was like in shock. But that makes sense. That makes sense. I just saw it coming. I was like, here we go. She's going to say a low number. Why? <laughs> and just a random, like, also to your point, why is 12 your favorite number? I feel like no one has a double digit favorite number. That's not real, is it? Oh, no, that's real. I do. I feel like 20, I, like, I played sports in my life. I feel like double did, like, 13 was big. 20, 13. Oh, yeah, 13 is big. My that's birthday's true. a 13. That's true. I've always liked 13 because it's my 21. birthday. 21. A lot of people like 21. Today's actually Friday the 13th. Yeah. 
Today yes. is Friday the 13th. Bum, bum, bum. wonder what Lars is doing today. <laughs> probably. What, what do we think Lars is what doing do I, right let, now? Let's get He's a, probably writing the script for a five-hour fucking movie. Oh, you mean this movie? No, a five-hour short film. You, a five-hour <laughs> short film. <laughs> it's, called, it's called The He's House. He's like working on something different. <laughs> the House That Cack Built. <laughs> I, I mean, it's nymph- called the Odyssey Part Two. Nymphomaniac. He couldn't even make one film, isn't it? Like technically in yeah, two isn't parts. Yeah, two parts. Isn't there? I isn't there volume so. one and volume I think two? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. I think it is. Yeah, try to pull a Tarantino on her ass. Nymphomaniac, <laughs> but not not. I'm sure it's not a Tarantino. <laughs> Nymphomaniac. That's the that's the Bjork one, isn't it? It has to isn't be. Isn't that the Bjork one? Uh, it has to be because Melancholy is not. Let me, let it has me, to be because Melancholy is not. And oh no 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 no! That's Gainsbourg. Or is it that, That's Gainsbourg and uh, Shia LaBeouf and Nymphomaniac and Uma Thurman. Wow, that's a cast. Yeah, Gainsbourg. Shia LaBeouf. Wow. Yep. How does he get these people? I don't know. That's a great question. It also that movie also has a uh, Stellan Skarsgård who is related to Bill Skarsgård, right? I was just gonna ask, is that Bill Skarsgård? Well, Alec oh. Alexander. Alexander Skarsgård is in uh, Melancholia. Oh, with Kirsten Dunst. Interesting. Oh. Okay, um, Dancer in the Dark from two thousand. Yeah. That's the Bjork movie. Oh, wow, that was a long time ago. Wouldn't know that one. That one has a that one has an eight on IMDb. That's probably when he was in the height. That's probably when he was in the height of like his if he was if these allegations are true like his misogyny and all that. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm assuming because that was like probably the brink of his career. Hmm. Well. Which was his first film? Was it Melon? Was it Antichrist, Melancholia, Nymphomania, or this first? It wasn't this. It had to have been Melancholia or uh, Antichrist, right? I think Antichrist, was, uh, Antichrist is, was what two thousand nine. I think Antichrist is a second, right? In what well, he considers a trilogy. That's what I thought. Well, his, I think Melancholia is first. His first writing credit is called the the trip to Squashland in nineteen sixty seven. Right. <laughs> Well, he has not writing credit. Sorry, out of these four, which one was the Antichrist? I believe. I think it's Melancholy or was Antichrist. I think it was. Oh, I think Antichrist, Antichrist was the beginning of that thing because I think um, before he did Antichrist, oh, was he that? wasn't going to do movies for a while. Yeah, it's Antichrist. I see Antichrist, then Melancholia, and then Nymphomaniac. So yeah, got it, got it. Hmm. Hmm. And that's his depression trilogy, right? Also, Matt Dillon was an interesting cast. Yeah, I think so. Well, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Which makes you know, sense. guys. Actually, we haven't even talked about aside from every like issue that we have in this movie and all these problems we're talking about and whatnot. Well, and even like not problems, just like just the weird shit going on. Matt Dillon is so fucking convincing and honestly the most incredible oh. person for this role. Like it almost brought me to tears how fucking Matt good Dillon he was. Matt Dillon is so underrated. That dude is underrated. So, Matt Dillon is so underrated. Yeah, really I agree. Anything he does. Yeah. He always fucking so hits a home run every fucking hits, time. Hits a home run. Like on, okay, hits a guys, home run. Like, he's yeah, he's great. If I had to rate like it, like just rating him alone for this movie is five out of five stars. Like holy shit, I agree. He's so fucking good. Oh yeah, 
He knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he, yeah. The acting is not where I haven't taken issue yeah. at all, like at all. Um, yeah, it's it's more so the writing, but yeah, Matt Dillon did an excellent job. I think if if you if I were to read the script prior to watching the movie, that's the depiction I would I would expect, like someone exactly like Matt Dillon to play. Yeah, not even a Matt Dillon, like the way he played the role. Yeah. Because when I saw Matt Dillon on the cast, I was like Matt Dillon, like he's incredible, but I couldn't see him in that role. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he crushed Could it. Could you imagine Matt Dillon like he... playing like a playing like a Bundy character? Oh my, he'd be perfect. So good looking guy, charming. He did a huge deep dive on Bundy for this role. I was gonna say, dude, that makes so much sense because I got so many yep. Bundy vibes just from his like acting style in this. Like not even just the character itself, but the way mm-hmm. he was depicting it. I was like, this feels yep. really Bundy esque in a lot of ways. That's kinda what he based his performance off of. You know what? I actually got Domber vibes at one point too. Remember the whole cop thing with uh what was her name again? With Simple. That. With simple, I was getting Dahmer vibes because remember, you know yeah. the story of like the fucking the kid that like got out and like you know he was fucked up, like he just got like fucking drilled into his head and shit. And those like uh, I think it was wasn't wasn't it some hookers? Some hookers like found him on the side and they were like they called the cops. They tried to yeah. like get him over and they were like, dude, like help this guy. And then Dahmer just comes out and kind of just dismisses it, you know, kind of just like oh you know whatever, not a big deal, blah blah blah. And that's exactly what happened yeah. with simple. Yeah exactly what happened i think that's i think that's a note to maybe the time period as well yes 100 this woman comes out being frantic and the cop's like what you seem drunk i don't know and then the man comes out and he's acting drunk too and he's like oh you guys are just trashed everything's fine where as even in a modern day situation if it was 2018 it would be like Maybe this woman is trapped in an abusive relationship. Yeah. I need to be looking at mm-hmm. looking for clues, and this cop just yeah. totally dismisses her and doesn't give a fucking well, shit. Well, verbatim, he says because I wrote this down. Second favorite line in the movie, he says, "I can't." She literally says, "He just murdered somebody," and he said, "You know, I can't advise you both to stop drinking, but I would highly recommend it." And just backs up and drives away. And that's literally like, <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, he just murdered someone." And that's straight up like the yep. same thing that happened with the Dahmer thing, except like there was obviously also some racial constructs with that too. And then the gay thing, you know, like cops don't want to deal with like gay people. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're gay. I don't yeah. want to look. I'm just going to look the other way. And then there was also like the the hookers that were around that were trying to say like, hey, no, fucking do something. They were black in like a really urban neighborhood. And then they were just like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in any of this. Mm-hmm. But then also another the thing that um, Dahmer did was pretty much just like, no, we're just gay drunk lovers. And then they're just like, oh, well, fuck these like gay drunk guys i'm out of here it doesn't matter this isn't a this isn't like a prevalent situation right i think too like i also do i i didn't even take the cops in this movie that deep like in time frame i took it as a little bit more slapstick like i took it as Lars was like intentionally making the cops so stupid to show like how much smarter like Matt Dillon was like yeah. over them in every situation like he's controlling the situation that 100 every too. capacity yeah, but that that's also I think I think Dahmer probably used that in his situation too where he knew all of those things he was like he knew oh, yeah. that you know they the cops Any weren't gonna killer, listen yeah. to these black girls they weren't gonna like listen to this guy's story because he said they were like just gay lovers and shit like that and then they're drunk mm-hmm. like I think those were all things that like you know were very coincidental but Dahmer also like knew that he could use those to an advantage to his advantage and I think that right. was something that Jack was playing off on this too mm-hmm. like it was coincidence that like you know things kind of fell in place like even like the lucky thing earlier with the car but he uses all of it to his advantage because he's a smart fucking dude yeah 
Well, that's how serial killers become. That's how they kill in series because they get away with it because they find a trend, like a or found a trend in a weakness, and they attacked it. Like, oh, I know no one's going to go after, you know, quote unquote simple. sex workers. No one's going to care oh, about. Oh, I thought deaths, you were going to so say simple. Start, yeah, I'll just start murdering them. Oh, simple. But she's. It's not clear whether she's a hooker or not, but it's it's clear that she like. She gets around. So I don't think she is. I think what I got from Simple is that so... No, I don't think she is either. So I guess we should introduce. Simple is pretty much, she's this girl. I don't remember what her actual name was. Did they Riley say her Kilo. actual name? Did they say her name? Jacqueline. I don't know. Oh, so I'm oh, a misogynist yeah, now. Yeah, okay. yeah, I remember. So me and Kim are misogynists now. <laughs> um, so yeah. I guess she did I've have a name. I've always been one, remember? <laughs> yeah, a racist misogynist. <laughs> Should we give context? You know what? Should we give context to that since I just said that? Uh, okay, so guys, there was one time where Kim <laughs> wanted me to edit something out from an episode, um, but we didn't give... The reason we had to edit it out is because we didn't give context to it. So Kim is a Blasian woman, and if you don't know what a Blasian woman is, she is a black Asian woman. And then one episode, she made a joke that was basically like, fuck Asians and fuck black people, but under the guise where she is both of those people. And um, then she messaged me later, and she was like, hey, um, you should probably edit that out, because I don't think that sounded too good in the, under the context. <laughs> I don't think people are going to know that I'm black and Asian <laughs> so they can't see me. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a video podcast, so it didn't it didn't transition very well. <laughs> Joke didn't land. <laughs> but now we can explain it, and now it can land. Yes, now you know. Now you know, guys. Joke landed. She's just a little racist. Just a but... little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but Simple is played by Riley Kehoe, who I've really enjoyed recently in horror. She was in It Comes at Night and The Lodge in Under the Silver Oh, Lake. You know, I, I, awesome. I noticed all of those things. and She's, she's doing her <laughs> thing. Those were all movies that I never got around to. Those are all movies that are literally probably some of the best movies I watched in the last couple I've of I've never years. seen oh. any of them. Big fan. I just bought an Under the Silver Lake mug from A24 a few months back. James, what do you have to say? I yeah, haven't seen any thoughts? of them. I thought this show oh, was shit. great. I think <laughs> great. that honestly, Jacqueline slash Simple is maybe like the biggest victim in the entire movie. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm. I would say so. I'm gonna say the mom and her kids. Because of the context of that was a whole family that got taken out. You're just being you're just were... being sensitive about kid death. Well, to be fair, they were like we seven, see we see Jacqueline get like severely like abused and berated. Like this is some intense fucking shit. She did. Yeah, she did. But I, okay, yeah, she guys, is just getting look, berated the whole time. Look, James, don't be a fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm I will put take the fucking family death a little bit higher. I'm gonna say it. I will take I will take someone shooting me like a duck at a shooting gallery over Simple's death any fucking day of the week. I think Good Simple's really yeah, fucked up, but I then agree. I'm thinking of the mindset of those kids. Like even aside from the mother and then like trying to care for her children, and whatnot. Like I think she was a fucking idiot mother and just did not do much. But for in terms of the children, like. They're fucking like seven. Like I just think of them, just like sitting hey, bro. There, like, you know what? Sometimes kids no die. Clue what's going on? Yeah, you're right. Sometimes kids die. <laughs> Who brings their children to a hunting Dude, that... date with a guy you've recent you've recently been dating? I feel, I feel like they were like married for a second, but I don't know. 
Well, that was the part Maybe. of the story where Verge says, oh, you never saw yourself with a family? And he's like, well, I did yes. see myself with a family at one point. And he kind of makes the argument kids? that he was... I don't think they're his kids. I think he's trying to if? be like a stepdad for a minute, you know? Yeah. I think they were his. Wait, so is that it alluding to the fact that Lars had an almost marriage that failed then he wanted to kill her and the kids Holy shit. <laughs> well that's a like, little because he hated her so much it might it like, might be a stretch but what was that uh, metaphor okay you know what maybe well i assume it would just be for what else is the me- i don't think he wanted to kill them but maybe the anger that he had like how much it right didn't, didn't work out well maybe it's something like this where um okay i don't know what else well here's be. another thing in this situation if we get a little further where was the father to those children maybe it was like you know a lot of men have this anger toward um because i've met people like this where literally like they are dating someone with a kid and they knew exactly what they're fucking getting into you know like you're obviously getting into this relationship you know they have a fucking child you know what it's gonna be but then they start getting all fucking jealous and they're like oh fuck the father fuck this blah blah blah. fuck the fact that you had a kid with someone else and they get like angry and they get like resentful and like mean to not only the mother but the children as well Maybe it's something like that. You know, maybe he had, like, some kind of relationship like that. I took it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know definitively. Thank you, sir. I don't think we'll ever know definitively where Lars was going with any of this. No. Let's just email him. Let's ask him. I would like to. Hey, dude. What's up? I would very much like to. Just get him on the podcast. Do you think he emails? I would like to. Um, what do you think he sounds? Has anyone heard his voice? I, I feel like he I don't sounds think, like this. I'm Lars. I don't think anyone's heard his voice because he's worth two hundred seventy-five million dollars. I think he's just like you in didn't a change somewhere. your voice for, at all. For no fucking yeah, they just reason. Like you him. just changed your facial expression. And like the I think like, he dictation. sounds like this. Yeah, it's more so. I'm Lars. It's more so face. You know who? You know exactly when I think of people like Darren Afronsky and, and Lars von Trier, I think of like. You're in the liquor aisle at the store, and you know nothing about fucking, I don't know, red wine or any of that bullshit, and you're like, oh, what is this, a Merlot? They're like, no, it's actually a Bordeaux from France, and it's made from from red grapes that are squeezed out of the asshole of French people. Oh, I get- And they get all snobby about you not knowing the fucking wine like like you asked. I I see the joke. I I see the joke coming. It's you. It's Kim. Yeah, so it, so it, it is. is you. And that's why I'm pissed. So it's you. Because I'm not worth $275 million. Yes. No, pro- probably just like $200 million it is. You with your 7-Eleven wine. Yeah, don't be fooled. This is from across the street, 7-Eleven, $6.99. She, sees, she says that. Nuevo Mundo. She says that, but the 7-Eleven across the street is her personal 7-Eleven made out of gold. It might be. So, I mean. It might be. <laughs> it might be, but you know what? We don't yell at people for not knowing the difference between architects That's and right. engineers um, at our Seven Eleven. No, yeah, we welcome all. No, you just talk about your and then like fucking shit on people lower than you, and then eat arugula with like fancy sauce on it, like thirty thousand yes, dollars sauce on your ten thousand dollar lettuce. Do. No, you're fucking wrong. Eighty thousand dollars sauce. <laughs> the book, the Get book, it right. It's just, it's just so, uh. it's just so ridiculous that Kim buys things in such smaller portions just for the sake of like being the bougiest bitch on the planet. I don't go to a restaurant for small portions. 
I don't know what the portions are going to be like. Yeah. Well, and secondly, you do after, after in fine your dining, they give you multiple your, portions. So it equates clubs. to large portions. Ass fuck. Ass fuck. <laughs> now, I was going to say asshole. I was going to say. <laughs> I was gonna say asshole and fuck you at the same time, and it came out as ass fuck. Ass fuck. <laughs> All right, guys. That was a lot of Midwest. That was twin. very Midwest. Caleb, you have to change your username on Instagram. You are now at ass fuck. <laughs> at ass fuck. Um, but with an emphasis on like the U. Ass like fuck. fuck. I mean, for for yeah. a good while, I was recipient of ha ha's because I messaged Ash once, and then like I replied to her story, and she literally just messaged me back, ha ha, and I was like, "Don't talk to me like some of these fucking simpletons. Like, don't ever send me that again." I was like, "You literally just gave me that standard ha ha response." Okay, Jack. <laughs> okay, okay, Mister Sophisticated. You have yeah. you guys have no idea how offended I was. I was literally Wait, I, I was recipient Wait, of ha ha's for like a, a, a complete year after that. I was just like, no, this is just who I am now. Caleb, Caleb, you are Mr. Sophisticated. Who the fuck are we kidding here? You can't call me Mr. Sophisticated when I'm That's literally you. retarded. You can't call me that. No, you're Mr. Sophisticated. I don't know if it. I'm coining the name. I don't know if that applies when you're just a. You're so moronic. Like I don't. I don't know if that works. Hey, you're not moronic, man. No, yeah. Have a little faith in yourself. All I do is watch watch movies and TV. I don't. I don't read books according to everyone on the internet. So I don't think I'm. (laughs) All he does is fall asleep in the middle of movies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't even. I don't even do that right. You do fall asleep in between movies. I don't know how you watch so many movies when you fall asleep constantly during them. Well, the way I get through the vampire movies is that I watch them with James so that if I start to fall asleep, he can just go like, hey, hey, and then he wakes me up. Hey, snaps, <laughs> snaps. Um, That's not a bad idea. So anyway, at one point... um. He tells Simple that she has great tits after, like, yelling at her a bunch. Well, actually, before that, he fucking, he's like, she's like, hey, are you going to leave me? So this is why I'm going to say that um, we kind of fell off of that. She's not a hooker because she says something about, like, are you going to leave me? And they're talking like they're in a relationship. That's right. Like, she she does mm. care for him. She cares for him. So they've, yeah, they've been together for a while. As- I don't take it as that's a it's a hooker relation between them. I take it as she was a hooker. And they were like uh, fucking, and then they ended up getting fe- like she ended up having feelings cost, for him. Cost some yeah, and he stuck around because like she lives in a village with hookers. Doesn't make sense that she's like the one non-hooker. Were there? I didn't see any other hookers there. Were there hookers there? Did I just? You just made that up. up. I think you. I didn't. I thought she like lived in a comp. I don't oh, remember fuck. any of that. Now I'm. Yeah. Now no, I'm projecting. You're just generalizing her because she's the stupid blonde girl. Wait, you guys. You guys don't remember the hooker. You guys don't remember the hooker downstairs. Like, hey, simple. Get your ass down here. We got to get to the corner, bitch. No, you see. You no, you see. This. I'm not racist and misogynistic, so I didn't see that. But uh, I don't remember I didn't that. Put that in my mind. Whatever. I remember. Whatever. I remember him Whatever. telling her to scream for help, and no one coming. That was pretty help. fucking scary. Yeah. You know what, James? Good point. They actually like reiterated the fact that there was probably <laughs> no one at all there, or just like you know, at least we didn't see anything. And then Kim was like, "Yeah, there were hookers did. everywhere. There were disgusting, repulsive <laughs> hookers around there. Of course, it was just a dirty, dirty, gross place, and there's just hookers and a cop outside." <laughs> But yeah, but that's I guess that's where I was confused. Is like, why is the cop outside if this isn't like a hooker? 
Because cops just hate hookers and they hang out with the hooker hellhole. They do. All right. They do. I've Kill, witnessed Caleb, this. Caleb, if you ever, Dude, is, if we ever start a band, if we ever start a band together, it's hooker called hellhole. Hooker Hellhole. <laughs> hooker Hellhole. <laughs> I like that. Wait, you guys, I don't make this up. Cops hang out and they just wait for the hookers to come out and they grab them. Kim, based off. To get in the car. Kim. You're going down. Based off this conversation, I'm going to go ahead and say that you do, in fact, so make this is. up. <laughs> this is where I started getting delirious in the film, and I'm just now making shit up at this point. Dude, dude I even like fell That's asleep totally around fair, this time. And, Kim, I fell asleep around this time, and I still knew that there weren't a plethora I of hookers out. hanging around. I still followed. <laughs> I guess it would have just made this little splash more interesting if there was just like, you know I don't know, to, 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 some hooker to, standing outside a, yelling. A madam running epidemics. the brothel? <laughs> yes. You know what, Kim? Let's actually further this. There was not a single hooker in this entire movie. No, you're right. But I took it that she was, they definitely played her out to be promiscuous like tits. Uh, you, that's what that's they played what her out got, to be. That's what you got, apparently. Oh, he calls her simple. He says you're dumb he as does fuck. Call oh, her wait. Dumb as fuck. Oh, don't, guys, don't put words wait, in my mouth. Wait, hold on. I'm going to put more words in your mouth. Are you saying all hookers are dumb as fuck <laughs> and they're simple? No, I said that Matt Dillon said you're dumb as Matt fuck. Where did you get Matt hooker Damon. from? Where, where did you get hooker from? Be- Just because she's dumb? Because it was clear that she was. he was going over there to fuck her. No, he's going over there to but fuck But they were her. in a relationship. You're just trying to add fuel no, on the no, fire uh, here. No, I'm being so I genuine right now. I didn't take it as that. I didn't take it as... I didn't take it as they were in a relationship until they were sitting down on the couch, and then she got all needy. That was Before the first then, thing that happened. Why else is that he was over the first at her thing place? That happened. James, see, James's face is like he knows. That was the first thing that they did. <laughs> because she goes, "I can't, I can't look at you right now." And then he kind of does something that's sort of cute, and he like goes in the other room and like calls her on the phone and says, "Hey, you can't look at me right now, but we can still talk." And it's kind of a cute relationship thing. It was so cute. It was adorable. But, it was. But then he gets. This. But then he gets real fucking terrifying, real fucking fast. He does, but the. I don't the, remember this. All I remember is. But the first thing he... was like good relationship, like happy. It's like an like, episode cutesy, of Friends. Like, it's like yeah, Ross okay, and Rachel. Th- think about think about this, Kim. Kim, if you were, let's put yourself in the hooker side of things. If you were a hooker. And then some okay. dude came over, and he's all pissed, and he's like, okay. I can't look at you, blah, blah, and he did some cutesy fucking thing like this. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? This this doesn't help me at all. Like, why would you? A thousand percent, but I don't remember this cutesy shit. That was like three minutes long. I remember him calling her dumb as fuck, him squeezing her titties. That was all. Then dr- that draw was all him with a crayon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I knew yeah. exactly I what was coming. when he Him being on crutches. When he asked for that marker, and he pulled her boobs out, and he put that just like when he just brought the marker near her boob, I was like, "You're chopping well, her tits off." Oh, obviously, it's like it's what a butcher does. Yeah, yeah. When he started drawing around, I was like, "Here we go." You know, to her credit, though, she does try. Like, she's not dumb. Like, she's fairly smart in this situation. No, she's not. She tells him to fuck off. She goes out and says something to a cop. Like, she's trying. She's just being ignored. Yeah, she is. I, I think she even calls him gross. She's like, you're gross. Fuck off. And then she runs out there and like 
tries to talk to the police officers. Like, she knows this guy's a creep. Yeah, and, well, it's also after... I thought she played it all... Oh, no, that was at the end when she said, I'm pl- I'm trying to go get some drugs or something. Yeah, some then she, whenever she can't... When this she can't get help, then she turns to this drug thing, which was weird. Yeah. Well, it's kind of... I guess I also should have known it was later time, because she had one of those old-ass yeah. bones that you, like... Holy shit. shit, what if that's another thing, like, with Lars, too, like, girls going to drugs after he fucking, like, ruin their lives or, like, abuse them or something? Dude, I think this guy had one real bad fucking relationship, and he's made 12 movies about the same fucking thing. Yeah, or he had... It's very true. Or he had one bad relationship, and then he started doing other fucked up shit, and now he's just like, I'm just gonna make a movie about every fucked up thing I've ever done in my life to every woman. <laughs> yeah. That's what I take it as. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, simple. I did laugh when he said, come on, you're dumb as fuck. You have to know that. (laughs) Matt Dillon's fucking, like, he acted that scene out so well. Because he was such a dick. Oh, he was such a fucking asshole. (laughs) Because that was was right after he snapped on her, right? For not knowing the difference between architect and engineer. And I was like, dude, this guy's fucking... And we honestly hadn't seen him be, like, a dick yet, you know? Like, yes, he he killed people, but, like, he wasn't a total fucking misogynist piece of shit. Like, it was weird. Yeah. And he looked scruffier in this scene. Like, maybe he was trying to play it off because wasn't he pretending he was, like, on crutches and shit? I don't know! Oh, you know, there was that really cool scene, too. She's like, why aren't you walking with your crutches? And, like, we just kind of blazed past it. That was a cool reveal, though, too. Didn't they meet? Wait, how did they meet? You guys, am I making shit up? Did they meet at a bar? They didn't show how they met. He played off that he was, like, handicapped You're completely making shit up. Yeah, I I made all this shit up. (laughs) I don't know where the fuck you got any of this from. Did you watch this movie two weeks ago? They met at a bar. Well, it feels like I watched it on Thursday. That's no, yesterday. that was yesterday. Yeah, that was I watched yesterday. it on Wednesday. That's yesterday. So I watched it on Wednesday, so it does okay, feel okay, like it's gotcha, already been gotcha, a lifetime gotcha. since I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, this whole this whole scene was just this is where I started blacking out because I was like, where the <laughs> what's fucking happening? They met at a bar. Can we just pretend that happened? (laughs) Throw everybody for... We should have pretended that that was in the film so that people go back. They listen to this episode. They go back and they're like, where the fuck did they meet at a bar? Where was this hooker bar? Where was this this bar? The hooker hellhole. The hooker hellhole. I I thought thought this was the bar. The hooker hellhole? It's like the the titty twister from Fredessel Dawn. The hooker hellhole. Hooker hellhole. Yeah, that's how they met. (laughs) Never seen it. Yet... That would have made this movie great. Not next. <laughs> I would have honestly enjoyed this if they if they added in that if he would have added in that little token they met at a bar called the Hooker Hellhole. Oh my god, totally different movie. Totally different movie. Well, let's 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 end Simple's life because her life pretty much gets ended inside and um, her boob. <laughs> let's kill let's, Simple. Let's just kill her real quick. Her boobs get ended and then he actually walks outside and he sees like the cops like uh, fucking shaking down some people and then he decides to just put a whole boob on his windshield. Yeah, not the not yeah. the worst present. It's not just, just throws it, it down. Throws it down like well, a he makes pizza Simple bologna. pick the knife. Oof. He makes her pick the knife too. That was fucked up. 
I well, liked that. To be fair, he kind of picked it for her by shaking yeah, her head. Yes, he was. He's in like full on like controlling mode at this point. Like he's not even like toying with her in the way of like, oh, I'm gonna let you pick the knife. He's like, I'm gonna make you think that you kind of have agency and then force you to pick one anyway. Yeah. Ooh. So you know what? Let's uh let's conclude the rest of this. He goes back to his freezer place with like a a 60, shish kebab of, of, of humans bodies and then five yeah. human males. Uh still still living. I oh guess. yeah, they were all men. They were all They're men. Alive. Huh. They were men. Why was only one of them talking? Because they on- they only That's wanted to have to pay point. one of them. The other ones were unpaid extras. <laughs> Duh. They're like, sorry, it's not in the budget. It's not in the budget, you guys. Just gonna have to shut the fuck up this scene, okay? That was Lars is like, shut the fuck up. That was honestly very <laughs> odd. That is weird that they just weren't speaking. I guess they don't sh- show their faces too much, but there were scenes where you saw like, and they're just like not talking. I thought they were dead at first. The guy who talks the most. Is the newest one because we actually see him get grabbed and yeah. then taken there. Oh, so it's a human centipede thing. It's like we've the already been here. Guy. We already know what's going on. Whatever. What? Yeah. Whatever. And then and we do hear. I think yeah. one of the other guys starts complaining. He's like, "It's so cold in here." Blah blah blah. And then like, <laughs> Jack Matt Dillon. He's like, he's like, "Oh, it's so cold. Fucking whatever." And puts a blanket on him like. <laughs> <laughs> like a blanket's Hilarious. gonna help you whenever you're in a fucking walk-in freezer right right <laughs> right it's so cold and then but, he, uh, but that's the only he t- one that's the only one that these talks. guys up but didn't he pick these guys up at a bar shut the fuck up kim <laughs> but what he does he does bar. pick them down with an fmj Yes, he specifically has full like metal jacket. Done some research, and you know, oh, a fucking yes. full metal jacket rifle round apparently has the force to pierce, you know, five skulls in a single shot. And so this is like a this is like his piste la resistance of murders, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I liked that. Of course you he do. Sounded like <laughs> Lars. That's how I expect <laughs> Lars to sound. Shut up, Richie. You did the better voice. That's what I was going for. Like, he continuously gets more bougie as the movie goes on, and now he's trying to be the most bougie murderer. Oh, this was a... That's a good way to put it. This was a very bougie murder. It was It was clever. It seems like something that I would try to do on, like, Modern Warfare 2 back in the day. <laughs> Caleb, I thought you something were just going to edit something I would try to do. Oh, it was just like, something I would try to do back like, in the day. No, nah, dude, it it further it further pushes like, the the office agenda. It's the you're in a room with uh who is it? Fucking Hitler, oh, uh fucking Osama bin Laden and Toby and you you have a gun oh, yeah. with one with yeah, two Toby. bullets. Who do you sh- I would shoot Toby twice. You shoot Toby then, twice. Yeah, and you then shoot Toby twice. Dwight's like, no, the second bullet's a red herring. You line them all up, and you shoot them all through the throat, and you kill them all with one bullet. <laughs> <laughs> this was obviously... He was obviously <laughs> nodding to the office, right? Of course. <laughs> you just you find fucking out he's a love Dwight. 
one of those guys was definitely I saw Hitler in that stack of five people. <laughs> I saw a little mustache. Uh, I saw Hitler and Toby. He might have been. And Toby. Toby there were was so in many, there, too. There were so many bodies in that freezer. I think I, yeah, I think I saw everybody in that freezer. <laughs> I was in there. Okay, yeah, Caleb, I think I saw pretty, you in pretty there. Pretty sure I saw your butthole in there. Oh, dude, that was weird. <laughs> Back by the pizzas. He actually shot my butthole with an FMJ. That's how I got a butthole. It was, I was like, it was already, it was oh. just like a lot, of just solid, and then he gave me the hole. Mm. But... To your point, though, the FMJ thing, that whole, like, subplot is pretty much his entire downfall. The fact that he wants this very specific type of ammunition is what ends up getting him caught. Is that what that was? I thought the police were just like, ah, I figured it out. (laughs) Oh, I don't think the police figured out shit. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, no. They didn't figure out shit. That actually makes a lot of sense. Because police in this movie are fucking idiots. Maybe, maybe not, like, real life. But... (laughs) <laughs> sorry uh, sorry any 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 blue these cops in this movie what the fuck is a blue life these cops in these movie uh clearly the bodies in this freezer they're blue as fuck that's a very good one they've been in that how long do you think what do you think the time frame since the first murder that's was? a good question how long do you think they were in there because it seems like it was pretty quick but then it doesn't at the same time because he like clearly grew scruff and was like with multiple women so this had to have been a little while yeah. hmm. well and he claims he claims right? to have killed 60 i don't know if that was just a scare simple or or if yeah, he actually had he did say you that. know i believe it right i believe right. it because there's a lot of fucking bodies in that freezer <laughs> oh, at the end? That's the thing. Like, you're like, at the beginning, you're like, oh, there's just a couple bodies. And at the end, you're like, where the fuck did all these bodies come from? I think it's funny, though, because we kind of see him, like, continuously care less and less, even about the bodies, to to where by the end, they're just, like, kind of shoved everywhere. Like, there's well, this. Well, I think that's also a metaphor. How- I think that was intentional. Like, by the. Like, as he gets older and progresses Lars throughout his career. Like, he starts to give a fuck less about, like, what people think and criticism. And he's just going to do what the fuck he wants to do and make his art. Hmm. That's a really Jack good point. Jack built his house. Because Jack the beginning of the house. movie, we, we put so much emphasis on the fact that he's OCD and everything's so clean and everything like that. Right. But then at the end, this freezer is not well organized. Like, there's just fucking mm-hmm. people laying everywhere. Well, and, you know, throughout the movie, he has those little models of the house and he keeps knocking them down because he gets pissed off with it. And, like, that's when he was at his most OCD. And at the end, he didn't want to... He actually didn't want to build the house this way, but he rushed through it, right? Because Virgil... This is where it got confusing. Well, it had been confusing for a long time. But Virg comes in at the freezer. This is when we, like, physically see Virg for the first time. He's, like, in the freezer with him. And he's like, Jack, you got to build... And Jack's like, I just have to build the house. Like, I have to build the house. Can't wait. You... you, Yep. so then he just you blew over oh. the part where uh, Verge is just like in the back of every single picture that's taken. Back of the, f- I skipped, I skipped to that intention because I knew you wanted to say it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yes. Do you want to voice over what happened, Caleb? <laughs> no, that's what happened. He's just, he's just this ghost or whatever is just like, hey, he's like, buddy, I've been with you the yeah, whole time. Been with you the whole time, and it's just like, boom, boom. And just like pictures of him just in the background. I was like, him what? in every scene. Because Virgil was like Dexter's dark passenger personified. Dude, I hate the dark passenger. Right. I hate that. And term. then the, 
I know you do. That's why I brought it up. It's so annoying. That's like, I love Dexter, and the Dark Passenger is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. That's ridiculous. But that's probably a metaphor, too, that, like, Jack has to rush to build the house now that Virgil's, like, in in his face in person. Like, he knows his time's, like, catching up with him. Like, his conscience is, like, knocking at his front door. Well, I think it's interesting because Virgil specifically, like, he's the one who says, he's like, hey weren't you trying to like build this fucking house and it like it like reroutes that, like, the title of the movie it like reroutes jack's brand and he's like oh fuck that's what i set out to do but i did all this other stupid fucking shit along the way you're right i need to build the house he's like i was too busy fucking hookers i'm sorry i just i got sidetracked and also fuck. i don't think the you're I don't right. think the quality of the house is going to be that well because I don't know where he put the second girl, but her half of her face is like gone from the pavement. So like, is that going to like ruin the structural integrity <laughs> oh of the God. house? Wait, when they showed that, like the back of her. Oh yeah, you know what? Front. I don't know if it was the front or back of her skull. Ooh, we only talked that about that. Gross. We only talked about what it happened. We didn't talk about the outcome. That was disgusting. Yeah. Like, and it shows mm-hmm. that part of him driving. Dragged her face when, off. when he's driving too, it's literally just like a trail of blood, like on the fucking asphalt because yeah. she's just getting In shredded. Guts, yeah, blood road, my man, blood mm. road. I also wonder, like, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, and it rained. It rained that night, so he washed. It washed away. His trail. I was just gonna ask, like, how did he not get caught from that? Like, you drive by and you're like, huh? I wonder why there's this trail of blood just going down this entire street forever. Mm-hmm. that makes sense because he says that he's like it worked out intentionally because there was the biggest rain of the year or something and it like all washed away dude and he picked her up and that's that when was i was so still like gross. oh this is american psycho because it's not possible yeah that was gross Ooh. that was great that was awesome that was bad so jack builds a house out of people <laughs> bodies let the bodies hit the floor let the bodies hit the floor <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no explanation for that body. I have no theories. I have no explanation. I don't know what that means. It happens so fast. He built that shit quick. Supposed- How did he get them to stay together like that? No. Do you have glue? I have, I, super glue. Do you have glue. duct tape? Super glue. <laughs> command strips, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was an ad for command strips. Oh, that whole yeah. sequence though reminded me a lot of like the Hannibal TV show. I don't know if you guys watched any of that, but like I haven't seen it yet. It kind of does a similar thing of just like turning like corpses into art in a way, and that's kind of the same thing they okay. did here. Um, which which is it, it is very interesting. So I kind of liked the idea of it, but then we go on a very strange journey directly <laughs> after this. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about who it. Who wants who wants to kick off the strange journey? I know it's I like don't. can wrap this is literally also you guys like what probably the last fifteen minutes of the movie, twenty 50, minutes. Fifteen at most. <laughs> and it feels like an hour. Yeah. So but yeah, literally, long. literally he builds the house and then he dives into a puddle and he ends up like in hell with Virg. And then he's like drowning too, like him and Verge are like dead. Yeah, they, like, drown Mm -hmm. in this tunnel, and then they're, like, floating, and then they end up in, like, bubbles, and it's, like, fucking Willy Wonka floating around (laughs) in these bubbles. A bubble bubble elevator. (laughs) She came down in a bubble, Doug! It's just fucking weird. And uh, then they they end up on this little rowboat. 
and it does this violet. This you're turning violet. This light, the lighthouse esque Greek painting yeah. thing. That's really fucking weird because they cross the river on this rowboat, I guess, to the land of hell. I don't know what's happening anymore. And there's one guy with a little bit of dick hanging right under his ass. <laughs> Just a little bit of dick. Which is the only thing that Caleb cared about. Yeah, the only thing Caleb noticed. Well, no, no. I noticed the other guy with like the weird like orgasm face. And then the other guy that just looked like he was like really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, this is what he calls the catabasis phase, which is a Greek term for downward spiral. Catabasis. Yes. Stupid. And then they but they're floating. And then eventually they get to what looks to be hell. Also very looks similar hellish. to I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but that place where Gandalf fights the lava monster, it looks like that. It does. This is what I would expect hell to look like. They did a decent job with the CGI here. It looked pretty good until, until I would say until he starts climbing on the walls. Oh that yeah. That didn't look good. Like that that legit did not look good. No. <laughs> it did not. It did not. And it's way it too fucking not. long. Like it's the rest so of the movie. It is, it's like <sighs> Just oh trying gosh. to climb out of hell. Really trying. Trying yeah. so fucking long. So if he got to the other side of the bridge, was he like alive again? Or what was the point if he got to the other no side of the knows. bridge? No one knows. No one knows. I don't think so. I think I think Verge was just setting him up essentially like you can't escape your fate, but he was leaving it open-ended like, well, no one's made it past. Yeah. Verge, no one's been Verge even said the words. He's like, because Jack asked, he's like, where does that path go? And he goes, well, it goes. Oh, it was before my time. He said it was before he my goes, time. He says the bridge was before my time. And then he goes, the path goes up. <laughs> Out of hell? Wait, wait. also, what does Verge mean it was before his time? Does he have know. a shift? Like, how long is he, is he new to the job? Is that, he's like, uh, before my time, no idea. Is that like <laughs> Lars thinking that like he's going to go like up in terms of like his filmmaking or like his career? Or not career, because his career is already really high, but like his artistic vision. But he can't. Like, he just falls straight like, down. Like, actually like, be... Yeah. Maybe. It's like his attempt to actually be recognized yeah. for what maybe he thinks he actually is, mm-hmm. and then realizing that he'll never actually reach that apex. Yeah, like, he, there's no way He's he can. He's such a crybaby. I will say... Like, do yeah. an interview. Don't make a fucking dish shit. He is a crybaby, but you know what? <laughs> I, you know what? At the I same, kind of agree. At the same time, we have been talking for, like, two hours and 20 minutes about this shit, so he is making us think, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he is making us think. The fuck? He's like, nobody likes my movies. I'm not respected. <laughs> I just want to be appreciated. Yeah, can someone... can? Okay, if any critic is listening, write this man a good fucking review so we can stop making four-hour movies and go back to living oh, a normal fucking life. That's all he needs. He just needs one good review from a critic. One, one review. Good okay, review. We should, would stop okay you guys, movies. as soon as we hang up, we're all gonna go on we're all gonna go on IMDb, write a great fucking review. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point though. Fucking Kim. five star this shit. That's such a good point though, because at the same we found out his net worth is two hundred and seventy five million. This guy does not need to do anything. Ever. Right. Right. He does not need to do shit. Nope. I'm pissed he's worth that much. That's so much money. Like this guy never has to do anything. He's literally just I've doing stuff because he's mad. Right. I've never been mad at someone's net worth. 
<laughs> but I'm pissed about that. Oh, I'm not at a lot of. You guys, I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna sleep. Never, I mean, I'm a little. Wait. I'm a little pissed about Bezos, but we I was can, gonna say we you're not mad about people's. I, I'm mad about I a lot am. of people's net worth. Now, not even just people like Bezos. My thing it's is, it's like even people that are worth a million dollars. That I'm just like, you shouldn't be worth three. Like that's fucking ridiculous. That's true, but I can I can at least wrap my head around how they've made that money because there are like some people I don't know how the fuck this guy has made like. <laughs> Well, I gotta get that. It's beyond. It's me. shocking to me that he keeps getting funding for more movies. Like it's it's well, it's right. a very weird kind of conundrum. Well, think about he has the capital. I well, guess. here's the yeah. thing: he could even just be funding his movies on his own at this point. He writes them, he directs them. He has two hundred right. like, seventy-five he million that. dollars. He could just be like, you know what? Yeah, not, he, has the he could be like ten True. million dollars for this fucking uh, house of Jack built. Why not? Who cares? And that's the thing is, even when this movie came out, I feel like I didn't necessarily hear like. Oh, this movie's amazing! You have to see it. But there was buzz. I did hear that. Its release. I heard like, that a every few times, time actually. he makes something. Yeah. Really, Melancholia was a huge debut. People are really interested. Melancholia, like Melancholia, was nominated for a Globe, I think. Really, when it came out, yeah, it was a, it was very widely because it put Kristen, or Kristen Kirsten Dunst back on the map. That was yeah. like her first film, diving into like independent films. Mm. And I think IFC did like a release for it. Like I remember watching it when it came out. But anyways, yeah, but he, like this, yeah. this movie had buzz and following, like without having much mm-hmm. marketing. Like right. I, I didn't see trailers; well, I just it, heard people talk about it. Same. He gets A-list actors like Willem yeah. Dafoe, Alexander Skarsgård, like even Kirsten Dunst. Like, how does he get in these fucking people? Matt Dillon, it's pretty like, bonkers. I think I think people respect his filmmaking. Honestly, I think that's just what it is. They do. they do. Matt Dillon makes the most sense to me because he's kind of found home as being sort of a genre actor. Like, there's, I felt like yeah. in, in this movie, a lot of times he was pulling, um, a, I thought a lot of Bruce Campbell in this movie from him. And, yeah, and, yeah, I can and, see and that. The, yeah. In the best, in the best ways, not like a, in like like a serious, like a really, ways. really serious Bruce Campbell, like you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think that he's really found a home kind of in that. I mean, obviously, fucking Wayward Pines and and shit like that. He's oh, I love he's Wayward fucking Pines. great in that. And he was great in Crash. He was oh, phenomenal in Crash. Crash. He played that fucking role. Fuck. He made he like he was the he was the epitome of an LAPD like crooked ass fucking cop. He played that role. He he made that movie to me. He won the Academy Award for that yeah, movie to me. I agree. Who did so, Crash? We love you, Matt Dillon. It was Paul that's Haggis. Right. So Jack just dies, and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the fucking hell. movie! Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What's the outro, guys? Do we want to go? It literally, he smacks, he like falls into the pit, and then it's just like, hit the road, Jack. Don't you come <laughs> back, you come no, back more, no, no more, no more. And then white screen. That's it. And it just ends. And you're like, what? I was so thrown off by that. Like, I thought there was like seven more minutes at least. I thought there was going to be a lot of hell shit going on, and then it just ended. Just fucking ended. (laughs) What was that a metaphor for? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe him dying eventually is just going to end, and that's just it. That's just the end of the story. I'm not saying, like, you know, he's just going to die sometime soon or something, but maybe he's not saying, like, that's going to be the end of his story. You know, one day he's just going to die, and it's just like, well, here's all my stuff. You figure it out. Yeah. You see what's up with it, you know? That's true. 
I think that's like maybe one day he'll just make one film and like that'll be his last and he won't say anything and then like just fall off yeah. the radar or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, when he realized that he maybe that is a metaphor because uh, Matt Dillon falls off and pretty much dies and to hell when he fails at succeeding and crossing the bridge. So maybe it's a metaphor for Von Trier expecting his fate. You know, if he keeps making these movies and he doesn't get the success, he's just going to fucking fall off. Um, he's, he's, and, wor- he's and working on art. something that's, he's, he's working on something that's a series of 10 black and white shorts. Of course he is. But like, <laughs> what is he considering a short? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm saying. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that the, the theory still holds true because, you know, Jack left behind this, what he considered to be work of art that the world mm-hmm. probably didn't quite understand and, and wasn't ready for the beauty of it or, or whatever, you know, with, with the bodies and, and forming them into this house and all of that, very similar to how one day Lars could just leave the world and we're left spending three fucking hours talking about what this movie actually means. Like, <laughs> All I took away was that Matt Dillon met some hooker at a bar. Uh, they hit it off. Um, and he knows Glenn, the neighbor. Oh, yeah, I know Glenn. <laughs> you know Glenn? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> <sighs> Caleb, you're in deep thought. Yeah, apparently this this movie... What are you finding over apparently there? Apparently this movie caused him to break his sobriety. Interesting. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, it's... I feel like you have to be a little mad almost to, like, make a movie like this. He probably went a little crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like he really went into the depth of his brain and just kind of broke himself a little bit. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I just don't know how anyone could make this and not be, like, going through something really deep or fucked up. I feel like that's how, how it is with all of his movies... And so at the end of the day, like, is this one man really experiencing so much, so many fucked up things? Or does he just, Mm -hmm. does he just interpret them in a very fucked up way, you know? Yeah. I think it's probably both. It might be both. You could be very, very right. Yeah. I think this dude has some real serious issues. I think he has a problem internalizing. Yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, maybe not spend millions of dollars projecting those feelings and maybe just like you know. or maybe do i mean it's not necessarily <laughs> serving him wrong at this point right like it's not it's doing him well <sighs> i'm just i'm hating on lars <laughs> he's clear at the end of the day lars is doing better than all of us so i can hate all i yeah. want but i'm still pissed about that 275 guys <laughs> i'm gonna be thinking about that one for a while it's- Shocking. I have to find out more about how that happened. Yeah, I want to just... Caleb, do you have a kill count on this? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's right, but I also had a little hiccup in the middle of the movie, but I got 14. Okay. That sounds on par. Because we, we miss a lot of the deaths that like happened at the end that they never yeah. show. Like the 60 bodies or whatever. Yeah, we didn't see so all of them. So what they showed, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, from what they showed, I got 14, and then I also got uh, one on the boob count. Oh, yeah. We got some boobies. Oh, guys, um, so I'm going to have to make the fuck Mary kill on the spot. I didn't uh, make it previously. 
Um, dun, dun, dun. Okay, you got Lars von Trier. Um, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. He's dying. <laughs> He's, yeah, fuck You him. got... Um, what is a good one? Let me think. Mm. Simple's boobs? I was thinking of Simple's boobs. Yeah, Simple's severed boob, and then you have me. James, you go first. Okay, I would like to, uh, at this point, kill Lars von Trier. Um, I will marry Simple's severed boobs, or severed boob, and I will fuck Caleb. I like it. Nice, nice. Um, Little different. I'm definitely going to kill Lars. Um, I'm going to fuck the boobs, do a little take There's one boob. And then, it's actually just one boob, so you'll have to make okay. a hole in the boob if you want to yeah, fuck the boob. Yeah, it's just going to be a titty rub. No, you're going to have to make a hole in the boob. No, if I'm you just going to do a titty no, rub. This is my game. You don't get to make the rules. That's already be- well. That's already been done, right? Doesn't didn't Jack kind of? It well, know. it's cut off. But like, it, how are you going to how are you going to get inside of it? Or are you going to put it inside of you? I don't know. Let me give me some time to logistically right. think about how I'm going to do it, man. All right. Okay. Thank you. And then Caleb, we're going to have to get married again. Sorry to keep doing this to you, man. Right. Just the way the cookie crumbles. Well, Lars has got to go. Looks like, I'm not, like like not we- going to watch any more of his movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a different boat. I'm not. I'm not. I think I will. Going to watch any more of his movies. I think I I have to watch Antichrist because it's been on my list, and I trust that it's actually probably good. But Melancholy was good, I will say. I was going to say, I really but I want to watch that. Yeah, after Antichrist, I'm not. I want to watch Melancholy, and I want to watch Melancholy the Nymphomaniacs. Yeah, I won't, I won't be watching that one. I do like Shia, but I don't think I can partake in two volumes of Nymphomaniacs. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, guys, that's House That Jack Built. Would we recommend this? Yes. This is the book that Jack wrote. This is the rat that fell in the picture that lay in the book that Jack wrote. I forgot. This is the cat. This is how we started the show. I encourage everybody to read that book. Great fucking book. I'm not gonna read that book. Great book. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I I don't I don't recommend this movie. I think that maybe yeah. it, I feel like if if like gun to my head if it's like hey pick a Lars von Trier movie, I, I wouldn't pick this again. Like, I'd rather try Antichrist yeah. or Melancholia or Nymphomaniac. Like, I'd rather try something different. I agree. I uh, I went to Thailand a few years ago, and it was like a 21-hour flight, and I watched Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast Six, whatever they call it, and then the commentary for Fast Seven. There were still ten hours in my flight, and I would much rather do that all over again than watch two and a half hours of the house. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Caleb's pissed. I've been on a twenty-three Are you fucking hour kidding flight. Me? Look, how, look how mad! Look how mad Caleb is. No, are you fucking serious? You did that? Too fast. Too furious. There was nothing else to do. Those were the only movies that were available on the little thing. It was like Fast and hey. Furious and like 
some other bullshit. At least you had... And I like some of the Fast and Furious. At least you had a fucking headrest screen. When I did my 23-hour flight to Taiwan, it was one of those things where we all had to share the same screen. It's like what it's oh, like the, no. the plane you see in fucking Wanted where there's like one screen for everybody. We Ooh, watched fucking Doctor awful. Strange and Secret Life of Pets back to back like four times. That's okay, that's, that's way worse. better. That's way I'd rather better than watch Fast House the Jack built again. You just say that's way better than Fast that's and Furious. That's so much better than watching all the Fast and Furiouses. <laughs> that's so much. I, oh come on! There's like two. There's like two good ones in there. You watched like nine. And yeah, commentary. and I still had ten hours left, and I would still, I would still watch that over. No, the House that Jack. I would built. rather watch House well, of Jack built three times in a row than watch one Fast and Furious ever again. I'll tell you, I'll tell you all about it when I when wow. I see you again. You know. Oh, I like that. Holy shit! Um, oh, we have royally we've managed to piss Caleb off the last three minutes here. <laughs> all right, so um, I think I I I. I I can't say I would recommend this to the general public, but I'll recommend this if you're fucking weird and you can stand a long movie. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, what would we rate this? What do you guys want to rate this? What's the scale? Out of five. five? Yeah. I'm only going to give it a three because Matt Dillon's acting. Matt Dillon's acting is what carried any sort of positive criticism about this movie. And it was funny for like the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I honestly would give it a f- four. I think that if it was an hour shorter, it could potentially be a five star movie. Like, I think there's a five star movie in it. It just, uh, it, it got kind of boring for me. That's actually a hard agree on my side. Yeah. I was going to say four for literally like the same. I was going like in between like four and three and a half, but just thinking about it, like, it yeah. is a really good movie, but it's just, it's too much. It's too much. It's way too much. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's the house that Jack built. I hope you guys had a fun time here on here on the horror soup show, guys. It's just it's so nice, happy. Caleb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's back now. <laughs> so the episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> so if you guys liked it, tell a friend about the show because that helps a lot. If you want free stickers. <laughs> Um, I'll worry about it later. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Horse Soup, Twitter at Horse Soup Sucks, and you can check out my YouTube at youtube.com slash horse soup. And if you, uh, twitch.tv slash horse soup, and then letterboxed at Horse Soup Caleb, check out my other podcast, Scream, that I host with Elena from Morbid. And then, James, tell them about our other show. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, we uh we got this podcast called I'll Suck Your Blood. We talk about uh-huh. vampire movies because vampires suck. Uh-huh. Tell them about your show, James. Oh, Night Shift Video. Uh, we talk about paranormal <laughs> mysteries and shit and scary movies as well. Uh-huh. Kim, tell them about your butthole. I host a podcast called I'll Suck Your Ass, and if you subscribe, I will suck your ass. Check it out, guys, and swipe up on my Instagram for the uh, the sucking your ass code. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> grubs up, baby, grubs up. 